There's going to be no mistake in what's going to happen. I'm going to come on you like nobody's ever come on you before. Yeah, this is a quad juice in a drag show match. <laughs> yeah, we thought we did quad juice in the drag show match. Yeah. Maybe the this cornet might even blade in this fucking thing. Uh, I'm going to pause this. He might at the end. Yeah. I'm going to pause yeah. this so we can do the podcast. I was thinking, I don't remember, because it's one of those matches that nobody ever talks about, but I know it's probably secretly sick as hell. The, it, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm watching it now, and I'm wondering why it's not on the show. I guess, well, it's now it's on the show, because we're talking about it on the show. It's on the show. I mean, uh, the, the primary reason it's not on the show is because we couldn't do two Ronnie matches anyway. Oh, that's, well, this is not a Ronnie match, though. It's know? a Miss Atlanta it's Lively a, match. Miss Atlanta Lively. One of my dreams was, is for uh, Miss Atlanta <laughs> Lively to be the GM for uh, an Effie's Big Gay Brunch, but they don't really uh, seem to work that way. Yeah, they like, are, are the anonymous. Should... Well, what if it was like a, a, a laptop that's like on a little podium outside the ring for the gay brunch, and that's yeah. like it keeps jamming in, and then eventually, ooh, it's Miss is Ronnie Garvin still alive? Oh, yeah, Ronnie's still alive. He's, like, uh, 77? Fuck yeah. That's good. He seems like a guy who probably took care of himself in, in a weird way. He probably smoked a lot of cigarettes, but... Yeah. You know? Yeah. He never smoked crack with, <laughs> with Davy Boy. <laughs> he wasn't pouring crack out onto a hamburger. That's the yeah. story I, I always think about from the sleaze, Fred. Which is story J- is that? <laughs> uh, Jake Roberts pouring crack out on a hamburger. On a hamburger. Yeah. All right. But there's also what I was gonna say is uh, Jimmy Valiant versus Paul Jones from uh, '84. '84, yeah. That's a match I never. I'm not sure if I've even seen, but I'm like that match is probably sick as hell. It's all right. It's it's not. It's not. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. Um, it, I I I think I probably have a favorite Jimmy Valiant match. I just can't think of it right now. <laughs> I think that's fair. He's Jimmy, a cool guy. He's a he's, he's a weird rocks. guy. He's in yeah. Memphis a lot, even until like the mid '90s when he's like, super old. Yeah, oh Jim, yeah, Jimmy Valiant. He's not uh, well. He's not on the show technically, but um, this show, which is called Wrestling Is Gross. Welcome to Wrestling Is Gross. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. Um, and yeah, that is not. That is unfortunate. We should have we should have done three matches from <laughs> from Starcade '85 on one show. Um, it's the Thanksgiving episode, folks, and we're doing so we're doing matches that happened on Thanksgiving. Um, which, you know, seems like it would be a really easy thing to do. And it is, kind of, but we've already done the best one, probably, right? Which is Roddy Piper versus um, Greg Valentine. Yeah. From 83. Um, and then, what, you know, all of the early Survivor Series are, like, super fun. And I'm nostalgic for them, but I don't, you know. Like, the Conquistadors making it to the final two. In I the, watched uh... that match four days ago. It's yeah, awesome. That... That match rules. It's also 45 minutes. It's 38 minutes, I think. I think it's 38, um, which was shocking to me. That show show is over three hours. Uh, Survivor Series 88. Yeah, those early Survivor Series without singles matches are 
something from a fever dream. They're the best. They were my favorite tapes to rent over and over as a kid. Oh, I mean, yeah, because they have the most weirdos. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, they, yeah. Like, I don't really, like, if you're a kid, Who's, I just Who is Scott see, Casey, you know? <laughs> yeah, I want to see, like, people. Yeah. And just be like, wow, this is... It was why I loved uh, Mania 4 when I was a kid. It was my favorite Mania uh, to watch on VHS when I was, like, five years old. It was, I mean, because Macho Man was my favorite wrestler, and he won. Um, but also it was just awesome. You get to see everybody and they had like, there's like a, isn't there like a sick battle Royal to open? Yeah. Like yeah. Bad news wins. I think. Yeah. There's like a bunch of scrubs in that. And like, it's a, it's that WrestleMania four, terrible show. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, not a great guy. <laughs> uh, nearly killed, uh, WrestleMania. If they had, uh, like, it, like famously did terrible financially, yeah. but, it did inspire uh, WCW to have a bunch of gimmick starcades that did terribly too. So yeah, yeah, no, it's great. The Iron it's... Man Challenge or whatever. Oh, it ruined it ruined Starcade. So all right, so Thanksgiving wrestling, of course, Starcade eighty three through eighty seven are all on Thanksgiving, and of course Vince strong arms them using the cable companies and pay per view companies so that they will never run fucking Thanksgiving again. Everybody knows the story in eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I was surprised that there the, the tradition of wrestling on Thanksgiving wasn't I in my head it was a lot more so there's a, there's a Meltzer article uh that he wrote a few years ago about it that's really good that's on the Observer website mm-hmm. um that I will link I think it's really interesting to read because he yeah. does a good job and has a lot of results did you find that too Oh I found that too that's where I found uh and sort of uh didn't side eye exactly but like went over and like half skimmed one of the matches we're going to talk about on this episode uh this the six person tag mm-hmm. and i was like that's probably good but it's the fucking i have i don't remember if we have footage of that and it's a it's I a weird gonna, one it's yeah. a it's a weird thing that we have footage of um and i we, we gotta talk about why it is what it is i think it's gonna be i think that's an interesting point of conversation there um i thought it, i i I guess they still ran like Omni shows. WCW did, and like the, until like the early '90s, we're still running like live shows to have something on yeah. Thanksgiving. I think in Atlanta, um, or maybe even in Greensboro for those first few years after they abandoned the Starcade on. But yeah, Starcade in general gets so shitty in '89. The that that tournament sucks. Those matches suck. Um, nobody has any. Nobody cares. Yeah, and then '90 is the tag tournament, right? Yeah. And it's a baffling thing. Although it's fun because you get to see lots of guys. You have, yeah, fucking Hashimikov is You get Hashimikov and, and uh, you get Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio Sr. Is he in that one? Ray Mysterio Sr. is in that one. Yeah, There's great. that <laughs> extremely funny Canadian team. It's like, uh, it's not as good as the NWA tag tournament. Oh, then the Clash? Yeah, but yeah, it's that's... it's like the forerunner for it where it's like, what the we hell should, is this? We will do – I think we'll do a whole episode on that that one Clash of the Champions with the NWA tag title. That's the tournament. only time we'll ever talk about Benoit. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> that, is the, that is one of my favorite shows uh, ever, and it's and it was one of the VHSs, uh, one of the VHS Clash of the Champions that I was able to rent. Uh, they had, like, that and two others at the Hollywood Video or whatever. Um, and I rented that. I rented that one a bunch of times. The Great American Bash uh, to follow up is also fantastic. Of oh, course. of course, of course. Ninety two. That's uh, my favorite. I actually think that that might be my favorite Sting Vader match, excluding the strap. The I like squash. that more than the Starcade match. Yeah, yeah. The great, the one where uh, Sting takes the crazy bump on yeah. the post. Yeah, I think that's awesome. That match. Yeah. Is uh, 
That's one of the great trilogies, those three matches. Oh, uh, uh, well, the, the one last thing I was – yeah, the thing about holiday shit wrestling is that it feels like one of those things that is – it just happens. It's just – but even Christmas is sort of weird. Like I could – you know, I could not fucking find a Memphis Christmas show for the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, there's one in 78, I think, uh, main evented with Lawler and Austin Idol for the Southern Heavyweight Belt. That's probably fucking good, but I've sure. not seen it. Sure. I have no idea if we have it. No, I don't think I don't think that's out there. We, yeah. 78 is not a year. We've got a couple of the big matches from 77. We've got a lot of stuff from the 79, but not 78 Memphis. I don't think 78, yeah, is um, one we have. The Mid-South Coliseum footage is always a gamble. But yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird just, that we have the hour... Uh, Harley Race match. It's bizarre that we have that, yeah. or you know, other, other assorted stuff from Memphis in the seventies. Yeah, it's um, like like any, and then even eighties stuff, like late eighties, is a weird period where we, where it's sort of a. Well, it's one of the last stuff. tape libraries that that's not owned by by WWE, right? Yeah, um, who the hell would own it at this I, point? I I think that's why it's all so easily available on Memphis on uh, on YouTube. Is that oh yeah? I mean, I'm not going to bitch. It's not owned by anyone really at this point. And yeah, unless it was sold to like us. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and the, we would... pop culture stew. He's yeah, he's still uploading. Stew. He's like he's like doing the work over there. And his uh, uh, we uh, we shouted him out last last week on the show, but he is like still uploading new stuff on his channel and has a new uh, a new playlist that he just put up of Paul uh Paulie Dangerly um his first run in Memphis in 87 and I think he's doing like uh HD remasters sort of pseudo remasters on uh on uh, on old Memphis videos that he's got so mm-hmm. cleaning up it stuff it's cool Pop Culture Stew or some uh, or like 80s TV was the name of the weird account that found that lost uh Lawler Dundee match from 85 that was really really great Yeah that sounds about right yeah 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 so people out there you know this that footage um, which we're not talking about, so we've got to stop yeah, talking about. <laughs> um, and and also, I have Christmas to Christmas or Thanksgiving adjacent. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, that, that's not even the right day. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, so the uh, Thanksgiving shows that I remember growing up, um, I like I distinctly remember Survivor Series '94 uh, with the Chuck Norris and the casket match. I've talked about mm-hmm. it on the show before. '94. Um, uh, the first pay-per-view I think we ever got was just, like King of the Ring 93 is what I, is kind of what I remember. Um and I followed wrestling all through that year when I was 4 and uh and then 94 was when I like went all the way in, you know. That was the first mania that yeah. I saw on pay-per-view. That's, yeah, that um, ends that so you end up uh, a Brett household. Uh well, I was a I was a Luger household for that first summer for sure. Well, Luger fucking um, rocks. Yeah, so. and I, but I, but mostly I hated Yokozuna, and I wanted the Macho Man Randy Savage to come out of retirement and win the world title, which is what I wanted to happen in 1994 when I was a kid. Yeah, um, we didn't even. Did we even get? We never even got like a pay per view Savage Doink match. No, we didn't. But you know, Vince didn't want to wrestle, which is why I went to WCW, which is why I first ever watched WCW in my entire life was because Macho Man was on TNT, so I watched it. Um, but again, that's not. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> We're just having fun. It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Um, now, so, if we hadn't just talked yeah. to each other for two hour and a half hours last week, it would be like, you know, it's Thanksgiving. That's what you do. You talk to your friends and family. <laughs> but it's like, no, we literally just talk to each other. So let, let's let talk oh, about... Oh, is, is that going to be your segue? Is like, we've talked enough. <laughs> You're just going to yeah, say I'm, it like that. 
I'm trying to think of a segue. No, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm going to bring up my notes. We're going to casually stroll into this, all right? Yeah, we don't have... Um, what are we doing first? Thing. Can you tell me what, what we're doing first? We are going to be fir- first talking about from the goddamn Forsaken Omni. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> it's... You don't have the data. Uh, you don't have the data. No, I have the date up. Okay. It's November. Tw- mm-hmm. uh, do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> November 28th, 1985. There it is. <laughs> Starcade 1985. <laughs> the Gathering. The Gathering. It's Bladecade 85, The Gathering. Oh, God. We're talking about Abdullah the Butcher versus the Raging Bull Manny Fernandez in a Mexican death match. Yeah, yeah. So we are we are talking about that, and we are talking about another match on this show. I will say we'll do it after this one, um, but that match is not the Midnight Express versus Miss Atlanta Lively and uh, and Boogie Woogie, uh. or <laughs> or or the Rock and Rolls versus uh, haven't in the haven't rewatched it. That's that's later in the show. No, I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm yeah. s- I'm still watching. I'm watching that show as we do the podcast, um, and then eighty six is going to start. Um, the Abdullah the Butcher <laughs> versus Manny the Raging Bull Fernandez. Um, so I downloaded those torrents with the restored audio, and Manny comes out to beat it by Michael Jackson. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, so Manny 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 Fernandez uh, is like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Is that is that right? Oh yeah, I've seen like five of his matches, maybe. Um, this was one of them, and I, I like, would say I've seen like fifteen to twenty. Yeah, that's fair, right? I mean, the 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 big one in my head is him and Rude against the Rock and Rolls. Yeah, that's such a good feud. And, and that that like one, there's one match that was like thirty eight minutes, and it was like we had incomplete. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know this match? Yeah, I do. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what the date is, but it's it's uh, it's yeah, the it's... longest one we have of that of that uh, that feud. Eighty seven. 87 i was, I was 86 87 i wasn't sure um yeah. and that is an awesome uh manny fernandez performance um he is uh burly you know like uh he's like 80s male model calendar type like he's he's he wears jeans and cut off sleeves and he's got a mustache and uh you know you I- you don't 86, like... actually. 86. 86. Okay, I thought it was 86. Um, I thought so, too, and that's why... Oh, boy. It doesn't yeah. matter. We're not talking about that, man. <laughs> not talking about that. Danny Fernandez just... he ha- Yeah, like, he has an almost proto-MMA vibe with, like, the cut-off gloves, and the... he just looks like a dude who's ready to fucking fight at it's all times. proto-deathmatch tournament fight, like, like uh, vibe, I think. He's, yeah. he's got the cut-off sleeves. Um He's got jeans, but no, he doesn't have the pads over the over the jeans, sadly. But he does have wrist tape and elbow pads with jeans and a cutoff sleeve. So I think that's a good look. Oh, um, weird. he's got a phenomenal look. He has a shirt that literally says bull on it. Bull with a period at the end. <laughs> yeah, bull. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, his hair is somewhat like uh, uh, Rude's, like curly, oily sort of hair. Uh, they, they had sort of the same hair, him and Rick Rude. Mm-hmm. Um, Manny Fernandez looks incredible. Abdullah the Butcher looks about how he's always looked. And the yes. thing about Abdullah is that even as he got like really old, he still looked the same kind of 
as he yes. did in 79, but he just didn't move the same. Yeah, like you could tell that he's getting older, obviously, but it's like he has the same he has the same face now. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, De Niro in The Irishman. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's kind of yeah. it's kind of like oh, he's like oh, he's like he isn't aging, but then you see him throw a kick, and it's like oh, that guy's 80 years old. Yeah. Um, but he also looks great, of course, and this, of course, is a Mexican death match. Now. I wasn't clear on what that meant exactly. Mexican um, deathmatch has meant many a different thing. It has, years. yes, yes. In the traditional sense of uh, psychosis versus Rey Mysterio of 1995 or whatever. You know, like these, these things change uh, depending on how close or, you know, angle adjacent to Mexico you might be. Mm-hmm. Um, if one of the com- competitors is from Mexico, if neither of them are from Mexico. Um, I think Manny Fernandez is indeed American. Mandy um, Fernandez is a Texan, yeah. He went to West Texas State. Oh, hell yeah. What do, yeah. You, play, what do you play? Tight end. Tight I, end? Uh, probably tight end or uh, Free linebacker. Safety. Free, oh, yeah. He's, little... he's got it. Yeah, he's got that build. Yeah. I always laughed at Tully was a quarterback, linebacker. but we're not talking about him yet. Smart guy, though, calculating. You get it. I actually get oh, it. Yeah. Um, we'll no, talk... it's it, it's perfect. It's 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 too perfect. That's uncanny yeah. is uh, what makes oh, that okay, so okay. funny. I never thought about it. I didn't. I don't think I actually knew that, but it makes total sense. Yeah, there's only – I can remember I, – I know Brody was a tight end with his weird legs and Bro- shit. Oh, but, sure. Yeah, Brody seems like uh... – God, yeah, I don't know. Brody like is like a proto defensive Anto- end. Yeah, Pro- Brody is like a proto Antonio Gates or some bullshit like that. Feels somehow oh, right. Yeah, sure, sure. He's, he's got basketball hands, whatever. <laughs> he's got his weird legs. Yeah, he would. He would be able to catch some. Yeah, he he would. He wouldn't like jump though. He would just be one oh, of those like no. long arm tight ends. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, are there any other members of the West Texas football team that you want to talk about before we? Uh, Tito Santana is not on this show. No, he's not. Dusty he's... is on these shows. I'm going to get to his match. About... I'm watching it. It's it's like the volume's low, but uh, Dusty's just Dusty. Yeah, he's he is. Uh, this is this is one of his great nights, of course. He's um, the bull of the woods. Yeah, the bull of the, the bull of the woods, baby. Yeah. Um, God, I, I love bull of the woods. So as yeah. as the phrase so much, it's one of the. One of the craziest That's Dustyisms. Bunkhouse Stampede, right? Isn't that? I believe so. Okay. okay. Um, it's it's uh, again. up to the cold-hearted sausage maker, where he just said uh-huh. things that you that don't make sense. Risky business, you know. And except that they make That's perfect sense business. because he says them with such conviction. Absolutely, That's what he's talking about when he says risky business. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a Mexican death match, which means Abdullah can run over during the announcements and immediately stab Manny Fernandez in the head with a fork a bunch of times. Um, and the, bl- and he's already bleeding. <laughs> the match, the bell has not rung and it is, he's already, ble- he's already bleeding. Everybody on this show bleeds. Um, that's why it's Blade Cade, of course. <laughs> it's like the most absurd thing. I, I, I watched, I, I think Sam Houston even got like a busted lip in the opener, honestly. I uh, hope. The, uh, it's just, it's just Did ridiculous. you see that, uh, fucking, uh, Barry Darso promo? I almost, I always forget oh, the- that. Yeah, that he's playing, that he's still an American. He's, in he's that a gimmick. Russian American. Yeah, yeah, that he's like he went to the dark side or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I was, that, that's a that's a weird promo. Uh, Buddy Landell cuts a great promo on this show. Buddy did not. Buddy Buddy versus Terry Taylor, no color in that match. I will say, but they sweat that's a, a lot. That, that, I was gonna say that's a match that could have used a little color. There's like a lot of coke sweat. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Terry For Taylor sure. is one of the, is one of the fiendi- fiendingest wrestlers I've ever seen. Yeah, without everybody. coming off as like like someone who will like steal like like steal from you, he just feels like a guy who's always asking. Like, yeah, oh sure. He's like one of Bateman's friends or something in American Psycho. Okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so the, um, the the there's like a lot of there's a lot of stabbing, right? This match has has a lot of stabbing. It's got um, oh. But there's um, there's a few like incredible spots. Yep. Um, Manny gets Abdullah's fat ass over for a pretty impressive monkey flip, um, which is I think the second time that either of the commentators actually pipes up to talk about anything. The commentary in the show has got like a ton of just blank, like just blind, like no you know dead air, no one. And I think you know Coddle is sleepy. He had Thanksgiving dinner. I, mean, I think that's part of it is that they're tired. Um, Coddle sleepy. Tony's like, you know, has his hand on his pants, and he's like, "What is he Tony's doing?" Tony's deferring. He's he's peppy when he does talk, but it yeah. does, it feels like if you were trying to gauge what is happening from the commentary on this show, you have no fucking clue. You really wouldn't. Oh yeah, uh, no. It's it's so in and out, and it's it's crazy. Um, it it's like it's kind of, I got kind of frustrated watching it. Um. I noticed it during the Sam Houston match, and then it was got worse here. Um, I was like, "Why aren't they putting over Sam Houston? <laughs> Why? What are they, what are they doing?" Um, they uh, Manny takes this cowboy boot off and hits Abby right in the middle of like the bridge of the nose with it. It's a real fantastic good shot. cowboy boot shot. Yeah. yeah, and Abby sells it like a like shaking. It's like having a seizure, like Devon Dudley or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Manny looks fucking awesome here. He's got his just bloody as hell one fucking boot on one... oh yeah he spends like a solid two like two minutes with one boot yeah and the 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 beautiful white sock almost glowing oh. underneath the omni's lights <laughs> it's it's perfect uh yeah he uh, he's got those michael jackson uh fucking uh you Ooh. know fucking socks yeah, maybe that's okay. what the beat it. <laughs> I can yeah, I was gonna say the beat it, but I'm like, I can't remember the name of the seventy nine album because I'm a fucking fraud. Oh yeah, sorry. I I I Oh yeah, no, the one with uh Rock with You on it. I don't know. Rock with you, wanna be certain something, yeah. Yeah, it's a good album. And uh his socks are certainly very white and shiny on that cover. Uh but I, I it's okay. Um the uh I thought if I vamped for a little bit that I could come up with it. But I haven't. Yeah. Um so he, um, they keep talking about, Tony keeps talking about the sombrero and I, this off is the where wall, I, off the wall, off the wall, I didn't, I, it was off the wall those... is also a good, the title track. Very yeah. good. Very that good. That was a classic. As soon as I acknowledge, I'll forget it. As, long as, as soon as I acknowledge that I'm not going to remember it, I remembered it and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to put it into fucking Google and I'm like, oh, Michael. Oh, I didn't fucking You Googled it. it? No, I only put Mike M I C H. So I didn't see it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That could have been anything. We're big fans on the show. We're big fans <laughs> of Off the Wall of that album, yeah. a Thriller, and you know, I like the video for "Do You Remember the Time?" That's pretty good. <laughs> Singleton, all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Great. Thanks for. Thanks for that. Um. Let's see here. This is where I finally realized that this isn't a Mexican death match in the classical sense of, of course, Sikosis oh, versus Oh, no, no, it's fucking not, dude. It is far more racist than than just Mexico. It's dangerous, which is somehow, which is already racist as shit. It's just like... Well, you know, Mexican death match, Louisville street fight, Atlanta street fight, 
Like a Dragon Gaiden Street Fight. Who's to say the difference between any of these things? You're the yeah. bull of the woods or you aren't. <laughs> it's about the vibe. It's you either the are vibe. the bull of the woods or you aren't. <laughs> it's all about the vibe. Like, you know. And the vibe is mostly the same across most of the, in most cases, except for sometimes there's like a racist element and then other times there's like a drag thing going on and. You know. Sometimes Kota Bushi is riding a bicycle and yeah. gets, and Brian Cage does the coolest thing he's done in six years and fucking nails him with a lariat. You know, I never finished that match because it's like thirty minutes long, but I I enjoyed what I saw of it. I gotta say, I, I bet it's, it's probably kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not you know, it'll piss you off just as much as it makes you laugh. But you know, such as AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we got to talk about. Have you seen Hangman versus Swerve? I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it. Uh, You've probably tomorrow. seen like avoid gifts and stuff. Just like what I like, have. I've, fucking... bar- I've seen a couple still images. I have not seen. It's a GIF really yet. absurd. They really, they were really swung for the fences are our, our fences specifically. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it quite a bit. Um, they, uh, all right. So you get a close up of, um, Oh yeah. All right. So yeah, sombrero on a pole is what I was going to say. It's a sombrero it's... on a pole. That's, <laughs> Yeah. Which is like Baja style or whatever. I don't know. Like, what, what region of Mexico is this from? Yeah, uh, just retrieve the sombrero, you win the match. Uh, classic, uh, you know, pole, retrieval pole rules. Because this is before, you know you know why? Because you're not getting Abdul on a ladder. Abdullah could lose 120 pounds and he's still not getting on a ladder. Fair. Also, I have we, we had to talk about a ladder match later on, too. <laughs> There's a ladder match we have to talk about also <laughs> that happened on Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, on a pole, uh, any any climbing match with Abdullah is funny. Because I don't think he could... Well, I don't know. He could climb up there. In 85, he could he could still climb up there. Yeah, I think so. He's still... It's it. He's just got like... He's got like kind of stubby arms, but that's just like the way his body is. So it's sort of... He's got to do some real reaching. Yeah, well, like, watching him climb to try to get the sombrero is one of the funniest things that, like, like you, you picture it in your head, and you're like, what's this going to be like? And then he tries it, and it's exactly what you picture Abdullah He's... trying to get a sombrero off a pole on the top rope looks like. <laughs> him trying to climb in the, uh, like, the boots with the claw on the... Oh, the yeah, the chic boots, that... the pointy... He's... Yeah, the pointy boots. It's so bizarre. They are <laughs> so funny. So funny. Um, yeah. All right. So this is where Manny takes his belt off, um, and like, and his pants are falling down as he whips Abby like long across the height of his spine and up into like the back of the head and neck with a really nice belt shot, and then he wraps it around his fist and starts punching him in the face with it. He's really good. Manny's really good in this. I want oh, yeah. more Manny Fernandez brawls like this. Um, I want to see as many as I can. Uh, and th- this is where Tony says, this is exactly what they mean by Mexican deathmatch. And I got to say, I'm asking still, what do you mean by that exactly? <laughs> I mean, um, I would say brutal, brutal. Brutal, yeah, yeah. There's certainly a lot of brutality. But yeah. we do. I do, again, question... Why did, did Abdullah disrespect the hat? 
Yeah. Did Paul Jones disrespect that? Paul Jones would disrespect anything. So it's like like he'd disrespect your turkey sandwich for fucking lunch. Yeah, what is – You're I, not having I, a turkey sandwich on a pole death match. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. Even for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. The moist yeah. maker? They <laughs> – it's like an RB sandwich. Like, what? If, <laughs> um, it's sponsored by you know um, Butterball. See, why yeah. do they do that? Um, we got we got the turkey thawing. We, well, we have turkey on. We do have the classic turkey on the pole match. Yeah. Jake the make uh, the milkman. Wh- which one is that? I'm sorry. Uh, it's from uh, AWA like '89 or '90 when they're doing the uh, studio tapings only, and there's a frozen turkey on a pole match. It's it's a it's a turkey in a wrapper. It's not uh just a just a nude bird as it were. <laughs> um <laughs> and Jake Milkman wins uh, a nude the match. bird it's the team as a challenge were. or something. I this is some uh, uh, that's this is some of that stuff that you remember when you read Russell crap when you're 14. Sure, and, sure, sure. Okay. Well, 12, but I gotta, um, it, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see this. I have, yeah. I'm not familiar. I gotta say, that's that sounds good though. It sounds good to me. It sounds a okay in my book. A W A okay. A W A okay in my book. Thank you. High five. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see here. The uh. Well, yeah. What does he mean by that? What do you mean by that, Tony? Mexican death match. Um. All right. So there's a he's a got a a great uh, headbutt. Um. Oh, that's a good headbutt. And then um. He's, um, yeah, Abdul is like, just blood is like covering his face. Um, he's had a good round face for that, obviously. It's why he, you know, made a living out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he runs and he jumps and he misses an elbow drop. Like he actually left the, gr- the ground a little bit and like had a little hop, um, but misses the elbow drop. This is where Bob Cottle wakes up for a second, pretends like he wasn't asleep the whole time. Um, and Fernandez comes back with these like, um, uh, the backhand strikes with the fist wrapped in the belt and he's punching Abdullah in the back of the head with the belt. Then he sets up for a vertical suplex and I'm thinking no fucking way, but he gets him over. Commentators do are, do get up enough to be like, what the fuck he's going to fucking hit that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Coddle's like fully awake now. And Tony's got his pants all the way off. Um, and Coddle's, uh, what Coddle says he's 460 pounds, 400. Yeah. 460 pounds. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe it's how much does how much the whale weigh? Brendan Fraser is Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> Brendan Fra- Aronofsky combine the movies, take yeah. the whale and the wrestler, and sort of base it around Abdullah, or you know or, whoever. What if they made it like a let's let's get a giant haystacks biography? Yeah, yes, that. So and then uh, you know he's also making an Elon Musk movie now. Aronofsky is. You hear about this? Uh, I think I saw that that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a great guy. He's a genius, fantastic filmmaker. <laughs> the whale loved it. <laughs> didn't see it. Didn't see it. Didn't didn't see it. Um, mother loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got, I get it. At least I understand what you're doing. It's real on the nose. Yeah. It's not a subtle flick. Yeah, it was real up the nose, if you know what I'm saying. They're yeah. fucking making that shit. Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a cokey writer. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, the whale, Abdullah. Um, the uh, man, he tries, up, tries to climb up and get the sombrero off the pole. And this is where Abdullah uh, pulls the fork out from his elastic waistband again and stabs Manny in the taint. 
or maybe oh, the it, right. It's like underside of the scrotum. It, it looks like it's. I'm gonna say in the nuts. I'm just yeah. gonna. I'm gonna say right in the dick and balls. Uh, just. It was just. It was through the legs from face. behind, underneath. Huh. Like a classical a jab up. Yeah, it was like yeah, like Lesnar hitting Undertaker with a nut shot. But oh with yeah, fork. but with a fork and but and like Undertaker was up on a trying to get the sombrero down. <laughs> there's some good nut shots with. There's at least one more nut shot with the fork. Do you remember Lesnar Taker sombrero on a pole? What a fucking match that was. Even Heyman juiced. Um, fuck. All right. Yeah, Tony says I don't think we have to describe how much pain the raging bull is in right now. But honestly, Tony, it's your job. So go ahead and describe it, motherfucker. (laughs) I would like him to try. Go ahead and try, motherfucker. Um, Really taking the night off there. Buckle your belt, sir. Sometimes I understand the principle that uh, visuals speak more than words. Mm -hmm. But I I just want to see him. I want to hear him try to describe what it's like to get stabbed. In the lower groinal region. Yeah, with, yeah, the lower right. testicular region. The lo- no, the lower nutsack region. That's what Frazak used to say, right? I think, yeah. The lower nutsack region. Um, Manny comes back with a like a sort of a rope running sequence here, ducking a couple shots. Uh, he's working, and he uh, he hits a big fucking flying forearm, t- like Tito babyface '80s style. Um, flying burrito. Flying burrito. Abby bumps big for that, and then. Um, um, he goes, uh, up to the second rope. Yeah. Second rope, yeah. uh, f- a flying clothesline and Abdullah bumps kind of sideways. Uh, but he goes down for it. Crowd's really going nuts. At this point, Manny is just wearing socks. He lost his oh, other pure socks. Yeah. Yeah. Pure socks rules, right? Pure socks rules match. Oh yeah. What about a pure socks rules match? That's, I mean, that's one that Rob would have. Well, yeah, gave it a book back in the day. No That's one's going sure. over clean in this one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, the socks are going to get it really dirty. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, and because Rob Feinstein booked it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not sh- not very sure footed up there uh, onto the on the top rope with no bo- no boots on. Um, no, he's not on the pole corner at this point too. He goes for a flying headbutt, um, and misses. This yeah. Is a, this is not him climbing for the sombrero. I don't. I want to make it clear. Bare, you know, just socks, but climbing up the ropes, not to win the match, <laughs> um, and struggling. Uh, this is where Abby goes for a shoulder tackle in the uh, in the corner, and he kind of goes through and like eats the post, kind of like oh, a modern. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. We- well, it does, it's because he's so big and fat. It's one of those weird bumps where I just just. Dis- where even if you don't hit the post, it's like I just assume you give yourself a stinger. Oh yeah. Oh, and he, it's like he's it's so... like a tombstone, right? Where it's like, well, that just sucks. Even yeah. If you if your head doesn't make impact. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's a uh, he's definitely crumpled in the the buckle, and uh, it's a good way because his fat just sort of wraps around it, and then he can't get yep. out. He's stuck there. Um, and then, yeah, that is the finish, right? Yeah. This is where Manny uh, sort of goes behind him and sort of steps off of his big fat back and then up onto the top rope and gets the sombrero down uh, to win the Mexican death match. Uh, the, winner of the, the winner of the Mexican death match, Manny Fernandez, who got his hat back. Love, to, love the hat. Love to see it. Look, I presume he likes his hat. I, it's, that's, it's his hat. I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to. 
Hmm. Did he come out with that hat and then they put it up there, right? Yeah, he can't come out with the hat. So it wasn't a different hat that he came out with and the hat was already up there? I don't know what I thought was going on here. You know what? I'm not sure, truthfully. Um, I I remember seeing the referee, and I thought the referee was just going to put it on at first because I was like, What's the rules of the Mexican? Some, it's, I, you just think it's just going to be a brawl. You thought you thought the fighting. referee. I'm sorry. You thought the referee was going to put the sombrero on for the yeah, Mexican just to, death match. Well, you just going to put it on to put it on for like for to, a moment and wear it because he's the referee in the Mexican death match. And how do you know it's a Mexican death match? Well, the referee is wearing a sombrero. <laughs> That's how you can describe that it's a Mexican death match. That's oh, true. That is one of the variations of Mexican death match. So we've done a lot of talking about one of the least talked about matches of all time. But now we're going to talk about one of the most talked about matches of all time. Yeah, we've got about five minutes on this one. Uh, that's right, folks. It's the fucking Midnight Express versus Miss Atlanta Lively and Boogie Woogie. <laughs> oh, what's the match? You do it. It is from the Greensboro Coliseum on November 28th, 1985, the other half of the Starcade show. For the NWA United States Championship in an I Quit match, it's Tully Blanchard versus Magnum TA. Fuck yeah. Um, I For some reason, I thought that last match was from Greensboro 2. I don't know why I thought that. Although, yeah. I've got, I think I've got a note that says Omni, so I must have known. Whatever. Um, excuse my nasalness. I should have said at the beginning. I'm a little bit sick. Um, you know, it's a little bit sick. Fucking Magnum TA versus Tully Blanchard from Starcade 85. Oh, yeah, dude. This is one of the most famous matches of all time, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a really great Buddy Landell promo right before this, and then we don't get any Magnum entrance at all in the version that I watched. I don't... It, there was I, a graphic I, for the match that he was in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't think it matters, because it's just going to be... Like, what I would have heard on... What you would hear on Peacock is just some... Oh, fake song. So. Oh, well, so all right. So I, I think I sent this to you already, but on the version I watched, Tully comes out um, to He's a Dream by Shandi, which is a pretty fucking sick song. <laughs> yeah, that that's that works perfectly. Not a song I like, ever think about that. I But I know it, but I don't I never hear it. I never There's think- some. The '80s had some truly great wrestling themes that people do, that just don't make sense as wrestling themes. I think the obvious example is Smooth Operator for Rick Rude. <laughs> yeah, Smooth Operator. It's like it's like people. It's like it seems crazy that that was a paper, that was that that was a wrestling theme, but it was. <laughs> yeah. It's so this good vibes it, back then. So how do you describe what this match is about as a whole? Um, it's about masculinity. It's about. It's about chest hair. It's it's very phallic. It's it's phallic. It's um, I all right. It is it is when all right when you're getting really into wrestling and you're like you know from a generation that didn't watch this when born after it right. Yes. This match is always lingering there, like Kawada Masawa or fucking Brett Austin or whatever. Like it's one mm-hmm. of the matches. It's one of the biggest matches of all time. And it's kind of weird now to think that, to think about that. Because this match is pretty simple. And I think it's a, I think it's a, obviously it's a testament to wrestling fans in general that we have some respect for history, even the most, you know, people, people love this match for one reason or another, 
or at least they appreciate it. And I think I think that's very important to to uh, to to keep going. You know, we 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 need yeah. to we have to have a, a a clear view of history to appreciate what more things we can do with it. You know, pro wrestling has a lot of legacy behind it. It's, it's part of the fun of getting into it. Is yeah. there's so much, and it's all you know, it's recorded. It's like all on on video. It's not like you know. If you get really into the NFL when you're five years old, you can't go back and watch every game that the team that you like ever played. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's a different thing. And that's, that's the, it's a totally, it's why it's the greatest of all hobbies. It's why we do this fucking show. Um, and so, with that said, this is one of those matches that you always hear about. And most people see it pretty early on into their wrestling fandom. I think I saw it on the, um, on the, like, a Steel Cage DVD that they probably released in like 2001 or 2002. Sure. Or maybe it was like a, a bloodbath DVD. It was a WWE, WWE released uh, post WCW buyout DVD set, probably a three disc set. Um, those were really popular at that time. Um, I'm not sure like what, which one it would have been, but that would have been the first time I saw it. And I remember seeing it and, and hearing about it. And I knew the finish and I remember watching it and, even though I was like this, I I I knew I had seen death matches, you know, I had seen CZW and stuff before then. Um, I but I still got it. I still got this, and I didn't I didn't get it then like I do now. But I still got it the first time I saw it. It was bloody enough, brutal enough. The screaming, the microphone, the punches with the microphone was reminiscent enough of one of my favorite matches when I was a kid. Foley rock from rumble 99 mm-hmm. yeah. um and and knowing that it was so much rela- so, such that that match had a relationship to this match just like the you know brett and fucking backland debacle at mania 11 which i remembered and was like a fucking joke for us as kids like we would do that as a bit backland's awful selling and screaming and shit mm-hmm. um if you wanted to be like a shitty referee in the backyard match, you know, if you were (laughs) just do Piper in that match. Um, so we all, you know, it made sense. This match made sense to me then. Um, when did you see this match? I believe I would have first seen this match when I was 13 years old. Okay. 13. Okay. So was that on a computer? Was it on a DVD? That was on a computer. Yeah. That was, uh, downloaded almost certainly from DVD VR itself. Sure. Okay. So this is like the age of mega upload and yeah. uh, and media fire. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just like watching it on a rapid on a, share. Watching it on a wave file, a WAF. Yeah. I I prefer wave. A wave, uh, not a wave. It's a I I I just like the way a, w, a WMV. Well, there's also a WMV. Yeah. A wave is wave is audio, right? No, wave is just audio. It was probably. WMV. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to school you here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I you you have not used computer as much as me, <laughs> dude. I, I I had to remember how to make an ISO file work, and I'm like, oh, oh my god! Do- I was sending you that, and I was hoping that I was because it had been I a while since we did it. You gotta fucking get VLC. You could do it, and VLC, I don't. Yeah. I don't have VLC. I didn't have VLC on my computer because I had to reset it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So I was like, oh fuck! As soon as I get that to download, I'm fucking I'm fucking golden, and. I got this thing. It's fucking golden. And, and then you didn't even know that I sent you the ISO until this morning. I didn't know that you sent God. it to me. Yeah, I just missed it in uh, 
of messages. Well, luckily, internet's fast enough now that you can download a four fucking gig thing in like ten minutes, no matter like what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Uh, I was I uploaded that in ten minutes, and I and I did it from my phone last night, and I was like, what the fuck? Because I couldn't get to my computer, so I just I re-downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> I read. All right, we'll get to that. But I, I yes, I yes, I downloaded the same AWA ISO file from XWT yeah. Classics twice yesterday. <laughs> I knew this match for what it was, but it's a match that I appreciate more with each viewing for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. When I'm 13, I knew. Oh, this is gross. This isn't. But it didn't like the themes of it didn't weren't there for me yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't know this is the first I mean, Magnum match like, I ever saw. Oh, yeah, it's definitely the first Magnum match I ever saw. I, I would be sh- shocked if it wasn't the first uh, non-Brain uh, Busters Tully match I saw. Yeah, okay, I can see Because, you know, you see those on, like, WWE Confidential or whatever the fuck. I had seen War Games. Yeah. Because I had, I, there's, like, the War Games videotape my uncle had. Or Great American sense. Bash 87 tape or whatever. So I'd seen that stuff. Um, but I was a little kid when I saw that, and I didn't like it. It was too gross and bloody. I didn't like it. You know, for, when you see war games when you're six, you're like, what the fuck? War games is no. not really for six-year-olds. No. <laughs> no. no. The, the big high spot is like a backdrop. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I want to watch the Rockers, goddammit. What is this? Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> which we'll get to. The Rockers also. Um, Magnum, though. All right. So Magnum, when you're a young wrestling fan, Magnum isn't really a name that gets thrown around that much. This match does, but nobody ever talks about Magnum, you know? Um, at this point now, I feel like he's even, maybe even less, or, you know, uh, there, there's no narrative around Magnum except for that he got hurt and we never got to see if he could be a top star, which yeah. is true objectively. But yes, it doesn't, but what does that describe him as a wrestler? Nothing. It yeah. says nothing about him as a wrestler. He's fucking. I- He's cool. <laughs> he's really he's, cool. He's got that. He's got such a perfect '80s guy vibe, but in a positive way, as yeah. opposed to like, uh, oh yeah, that guy's gonna murder his wife or whatever. No, yeah, he's a big sweetheart guy. He's like a fucking um, it, like he he's got a Jake Roberts sort of look to him, but but not but the but the light side version. Yeah, you know what I mean, he's got a um. He's got he's got the chaotic good right. He's he's got a fucking sort of uh, Christopherson, uh, yes, sort of vibe or um, uh, I guess yeah I guess Christopherson. A blonde Selick is an easy thing to say, but it's James Kahn, but kind. Yeah, you know he's just Selick is a, good too. He's Selleck, a really yeah. great. I think he's uh, an excellent uh, in-ring performer. He is so fucking good, and I so I've, I mean, I have this seen is like this is his crowning moment, and it's like everything else pales a little bit to this, but it's like everything well, else pales a little bit to this for like, fucking DiBiase matches. Him and DiBiase punching it out, and uh, yeah, it's in, like in it's like Mid-South? those matches are still yeah, those so matches are good. phenomenal. That's oh. like it's just, it's like so, some people just have that one match, and it's just you oh, have sure. that one match. Duggan has that one match. Duggan's not as good as Magnum. But Duggan's still pretty goddamn good. Duggan's one match is versus Sawyer? I'm sorry, what's Duggan's match? DiBiase. Oh, 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 gimmicks the, the, and gimmicks the gimmicks and gimmicks. Okay, sorry, of course. Yeah, it's just, but it's like, I think, reality, Duggan's, I think Duggan's got more matches, honestly. I agree. <laughs> uh, but it's like, Duggan's, like got, the, Duggan's got that Yokozuna match. <laughs> the way narratives go, you always end up thinking like, okay, you associate match X with wrestler Y. Yeah, yeah, Sure, yeah, of course. that's fine. Uh, 
but he's a lot better than just the guy who was in this match. And he's certainly not being carried in this match. I would say we have more evidence of Tal as Tali being the be being like a great wrestler, but that's all we also don't have as much Tully as we could because he's, he had such a weird career just like disappearing sure, because sure. of like all of the drug use by the time he was like in his early thirties. Yeah. It's it, really, he, he, he it's definitely like, disappears and his sporadic appearances in the early nineties are, are very strange to, to look back on now. Yeah, he's got a very just, weird cage match profile. <laughs> yeah. Him just wrestling Tatsumi Fujinami and Muga or something. And you're like, well, this match rocks. Yeah, but also, and, and how then does he's, this happen? Then he's in WCW for one ma one match as like a legend thing, and then he's in an hour draw in the ECW arena, and everybody hates it, you know, like shit like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shame, Matt Tully could have been awesome in ECW. That that goes for almost everybody, but it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Um, the um, all right, so Magnum looks like he's ready to kill Tully, staring at him through the cage. Um, Magnum. The vastly popular Magnum TA, um, they call him in his intro, from Virginia Beach, Virginia. And again, what a fucking guy. What a sad story of what could have been. Um, is he still alive? Yeah. Yeah. He's just never, he could never come back to the ring because he hurt his back or whatever, right? In a car accident or neck or whatever. Um, which is crazy because now something like that happens. They have fucking fancy surgeries and they fix you up in six months, you know? Like, I mean, you might. I mean, you might be like Edge and look like a shambling corpse of a man, but you're still there. You're still having pay per view matches. Yeah, yeah. Edge should start wrestling like Magnum TA. Um, the uh, yeah, goddamn the chest hair on on these fucking guys. Um, Magnum TA is one of the also one of the hottest wrestlers. I want to just say um, that I've he's ever a, seen. He's a classic honk. He's a classic yeah. honk. Yeah, I'd suck the fucking chrome right off of his pipe, let me tell you what. Um, so this begins with uh, some takedowns and some some rolling around, right? Um, they they go under the ropes, they're like entangled under the ropes, and it would normally be broken up by the ref, but not here, of course, because there's no rules. Um, Tully gets the advantage, starts throwing these really nice uppercuts and body shots. Terry responds with some hard forearms. Forearms that look like almost like they're like modern forearms. Mm -hmm. um, all of Magnum's strikes are fantastic. He bends Tully backwards over the top rope and delivers a club to the chest. Uh, hard like Seamus, you know. Yeah. He could go. He could fucking Magnus versus Gunther tomorrow. Fucking be so sick. Um, Tully comes back quickly, sends Magnum into the cage, um, and. On the first impact with the cage, he, he's fall. All right, so Magnum hits the cage. He's falling backwards, and he, as mid bump, you see the hand swipe across the forehead in one fluid motion. Mid bump, blade job, and a beauty. <laughs> um, Sometimes that's just the way you got to do it. Oh also, no, it's the best. Yeah, I mean, as as we've as we've said, you know, there. If you're gonna go big, you gotta go. You should go big, and doing it that way ensures that you have no idea how the blood's gonna go. And usually, when you have no idea how the blood's gonna go, even if you're a pro, like these are some great bladers. Uh, like Tully does not have scars. Yeah. Even though he bladed a million times, he is like a, a per, like a I think he, I think he blades three times in this match. <laughs> and because he knew exactly, but it's like you never know where it's gonna end up. You never know exactly how. You're going to cut yourself, especially if you're in motion or if you're doing it in a way that where 
uh, you're trying to hide it uh, very closely. Well, in a cage match, you also can get away with certain things, and this also is true. the the fans aren't that close to the ring. You know, this isn't HD. You could do it. Didn't like back then. It didn't matter as much. You could get away with it. Yeah, um, I just love. Well, I just love it when I see him do it. And oh mid, yeah, and sure. Mid bump, I just I think I the best. Um, and Tully would not be outdone on that, as we'll get to. Um, he uh, Magnum does come back quickly with a press slam. Uh, he throat first over the top rope, uh, but Tully hot keeps shot. yeah hot shot keeps cutting him off. Uh, Tully does Tully finding angles to come at that Magnum can't defend himself from. This is when Tully gets the microphone for the first time. We've got that long cord in there that makes everything more dangerous. Oh yeah, um, and awkward, you know. And uh, then Magnum sends Tully into the cage now, shoulder first, and you can see it happen uh, all the same. It's the same. It's the same thing. Um, what he he hits shoulder first into the cage, and m- mid fall, Tully cuts his fucking arm. You can see it if you're looking for it. It's yeah. it's so fast, you'd never know unless you were looking for it. It's magic. It's Ricky J shit. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking. It's a card trick for sure. But he does it, and it's there, and you can watch it. Just rewind and watch for him to t- right there in the arm. Um, and it starts bleeding out of the fucking arm, which is, always nasty. Dusty would do it. Funk would do it. Foley, but Tully doing it. I was just like, oh shit. Cause I, I, you know, I've seen this match a few times, but I didn't remember that. So that was pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty exciting. When I I saw him, I, you know, I saw him do it. I got, I got excited. I was like, oh, I'm fucking, um, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to just like say like, oh, he did it. I'm not like trying to make fun of it. I think it's, I think it's fantastic it's a crazy thing to do i think it's, it's fan- i think it, i think the, the the magic is the whole deal right yeah um uh, i think the yeah i per, i mean i would i think that the way you should think about pro wrestling is about is the way you think about uh stage magic like once yeah once you've seen behind the curtain you can't unsee that so you have to figure out you have to you have to respect the either move on or figure out what it is that you actually like about something you know? i'm here to talk to my friend about the art of wrestling <laughs> yeah 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 now <laughs> so so it's fucking cool it, and again it's the same thing with the like there are certain things where you can't fully control how it's gonna go and giving up the idea of control for the greater good of the art is a hell of a thing yeah. Even oh, yeah. pros, because I just complimented Tully on how the fact that, and this is like something that's literally come up in a, like a shoot, at least one or two shoots of his. So that's like he just doesn't have scars because he he bladed the exact straight line that he wanted to blade, and he knew blade across the forehead, not up and down. Yeah. That's how you get, no, the you up and scars. down thing. Did you see uh, what Angel is Angela Mosca was doing the? <laughs> is that right? Was doing the interviews. He yeah. had this awful fucking up-down play marks. It's so funny they thought that that was the way to do it back then. Um, like in the That's 70s. the way that guarantees it, but it's not the way that's going to be cosmetically... Yeah, no. l- Like, cosmetically pleasing. Horizontal, uh, hairline, eyebrow, whatever, you know. Get your spots, whatever. Everybody's got their own spot that they like, obviously. Um, he, uh, Tully's, in this case, was his fucking bicep. Um, so... Tony says that they're uh, still early going here, but it's devolved into an all-out brawl. Tony, my man, <laughs> what do you think this is going to be? Um, 
they were rolling on the ground the second the bell rang, yeah. um, trying this to bite each other. Animalistic and elemental of a fight as it gets. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and Magnum also bites the arm, uh, bites the cut. Great, uh, has Great the shit. blood all over his mouth, visibly. You know, and which is of course in the news these days. Freemason uh, ritual. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's got the microphone now, and he's yelling "Say it!" Or Tully, Tully, Tully's got the microphone, say it. yelling "Say, say it. it!" and punching him in the head, demanding that he quits. Punching him with the microphone hard in the forehead, um, which is a, a spot now that we know is like you know a part of an I quit match. But I and I don't want to go ahead and say this is the first time this was ever done in a match, but I've, I've this is the earliest one I've seen. You know, yeah. Um, it's... It's got to be the one that inspired everybody else to yeah. do it. And yeah. then is the... Funk and Flair, like, uh, four years later. Like, that's the only other one that's anywhere near this early that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's... Uh, Tully goes for the cover after this, after knocking Magnum senseless. and you could, But then you can see he's like, ah, shit, right, fuck. Um, which is, like, one of the only times I've ever really believed someone going for the cover in a match where they know that the covers don't count. Because it's often like a tiresome thing. Yeah, uh, Rumble ninety, uh, the the Rumble ninety three. Yeah, the, oh, Jesus Christ, Randy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the great Ronnie Garvin, Greg Valentine submission match where they just. Oh he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like um, it, when it happens in the uh, Shinobu Kandori uh, Yumiko Hada match that we talked about a bazillion years ago. Now uh, it's like yeah, because no they, memory. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. They've been knocking. It's like if you've been knocking each other silly, or you're bleeding like crazy, or whatever. Then it's like, okay, sure. It's not. It, it's a rare thing. The like go for the cover in a match where the cover doesn't count. But you know, because it's there's only so many times it's gonna happen. But, well, I think he's. But Tully's just filled with animalistic rage. Yeah, yeah. He just wants. He just wants. He to also end does, this man. He wants it to be over. Actually, you know, I think. I think just as much as he. You know, he exactly. wants to fight, but he wants this match to end, and he wants to leave with the title. No, yeah, he is not, as we'll, as we'll find out, he is not willing to put everything on the line. Right, right. Um, he, um, he's in control, lifts uh, Magnum into the cage face first, then like a top rope axe handle. Magnum refused to quit. Tully drops an elbow, gets frustrated, and then goes for a second elbow drop and misses. And then uh, Bob Cottle says, both men very wobbly. Um, thanks, Bob, yep. for chiming in. Go back to sleep. Um, Tully's uh, screaming into the microphone once they're back on the ground are probably the most iconic part of this match. There's uh, so much. It, it's harrowing. The screaming, uh, the yelling, the gurgling. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's effective. Uh, the, there's a. What's another match that we watched that reminded me of this? Was there another one? Where they were yelling at the microphone? Uh, probably, but I can't remember what it was. Fuck. Oh, man. I thought you would know. Um, so now this is the part of the match where they're just on the mat gouging at each other's eyes and pulling each other's hair, digging in the cuts. Um, just like two fucking gravely wounded animals really just yanking at each other's flesh, which I always like it when it, when it falls apart into that. Um, Shots of Baby Doll looking on in terror, you know. Baby Doll, the perfect beard. Yeah, yeah. 
a perfect 10, they would call her a perfect 10. Um, Magnum goes up for 10 punches in the corner, but Tully cuts him off with probably the most devastating Manhattan drop you've ever seen. Oh, it's gross. It looks um, it look, uh, great, like, just simple sell by Magnum, too. A proper a proper bomb, you know. I didn't realize Manhattan drop and atomic drop were both references to, like... I've know. never thought about the Manhattan drop, actually. That makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I came up with it like a year ago. For life. No, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had that moment. Uh, um, you know, it's the FedEx arrow. You know, you see it and then you, you can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, it. of course, of course. Well, you know what it is? We're in a post-Oppenheimer world now, so we're thinking differently about atomic drops, Manhattan drops, and so on and so forth. <laughs> uh, totally's getting you hit pissed. him with an Oppenheimer there. Yeah, you hit him with Excalibur. A, yeah, yeah, that's good. Oppenheimer Jones over here. Uh, <laughs> Tully is getting pissed off now. Drops five elbows on Magnum, uh, but he will not quit. Uh, he throws the referee to the ground, and then Baby Doll throws the wooden chair in, uh, which Tully breaks into the mat and breaks, uh, slams into the mat and breaks into a bunch of little pieces. Tully kicks the referee and has the wooden spike from the chair, a legitimate makeshift weapon shank of sorts that he created on the spot. Like, yep. for real, he wasn't sure how the chair would break. Once he picks up the piece, you see he even tries to snap it so it could be smaller and more handleable. Uh, or handle That's not the word. <laughs> you know, manageable. Manageable. Um, but he can't, so he's just got this big fucking piece of wood. Um, and then, the, yeah, I guess the most iconic ma- moment from this match, um, I guess, is the, 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 the shot of the wooden stake just inches from Magnum's eye. Trying um, to break, try, Tully trying to truly break Magnum as a man. Yeah, because the longer this goes, the more it becomes about like that. Because like Tully knows that he can't, that like he that just winning doesn't mean anything uh, anymore. It's it's like it's like I want to destroy who you are as a person. And what you are is the utmost uh, symbol of masculinity in our promotion. <laughs> so I'm going, I'm going to destroy your glamour. I'm going to destroy your vanity. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, it's, because I'm going to because I'm going to ruin what makes you you. It is like like one of the the grittiest like realist struggles I've ever seen in a in a match. I uh, shit is all it's just it's just bad. It's just <laughs> like yeah, but it doesn't get done you. very often. I no, mean, this is no. like this is very and and never in the in any like stuff like this. I mean, I don't know, like Terry Funk matches. Sometimes I feel like Abdullah's like holding a fucking fork over his eye in one of those mm-hmm. all Japan matches. Like, there's some stuff with with that, but not not very often. Um, Terry Funk obviously also did the eye spot with Lawler, the empty Lawler. arena. So he, he has a proclivity for such things, but, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It looks crazy and it looks scary and it, and they're not like shaking or yelling at each other. They're both completely silent and they're just holding still like it's, it's, you know, like the, the tendency in wrestling would be to like, shake the wooden stake so it looks like he's like really go oh, gonna fucking push it but they're not doing that they're almost completely still yeah it's eerie until he finally knees him off of him and but while it's happening 
the crowd is like shouting and screaming, but it's like it's like woman screams, children yeah. screaming, and they're not popping, they're screaming. They're curdled. <laughs> and fifteen thousand people screaming at the thought of Terry Allen having his fucking eye stabbed out with a big sharp piece of wood. And then when when Magnum does knee him off, it truly feels like he's Mel fucking Gibson in Lethal Weapon or Mad Max or whatever in the climax of the final fight with the main bad guy. He scrambles for the piece of wood, which is like flown to the edge of the ring. Baby Doll is desperately trying to fit her hand through the chain link to get (laughs) to get the stick before Magnum can. Yes. And then Magnum fucking gets the stake and he stabs Tully in the fucking head with it. What else was there to do? And he wasn't going to go for the eye. That's not what a baby face does. But oh, sure. But fucking rip his face off. Yeah. He, um, so right as he brings the wood to Flesh, Tully, baby, he lifts Flesh that... Flesh can heal. Flesh can heal. <laughs> he lifts that right hand to his forehead, and he begins to do the fucking work. Snip, snip, snip. I, I, he cuts himself at least twice while Magnum is bringing the wooden stake to his forehead. The blood flowing fresh in real time, pouring out underneath Magnum's massive hands. Um, I at least two, at least two cuts. I would have to guess, maybe three. Um, just real quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally doing. You know, the the biggest blade job imaginable at the very finish of the match to sell the very finish, which is you know, mm-hmm. sometimes the decision is get color early. Maybe get it midway and see if it'll last you till the end. Sometimes you got to do it at the very end to sell that finish. Um, it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. It's one of the greatest matches ever held. It really is. Uh, Magnum's shouting at him, telling him to quit, asking him if he's done yet. And Tully says, yes, yes, yes. He never says, I quit. He never actually says it, of course, which is a thing that people always like to talk about with this match and any other I quit match. Yeah, um, and and beca- and has become fucking tedious in... WWE stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, although Not, I, I, that Rubble '99 finish is still cool. It's still a good it, way to do it. It's a clever thing. I'm, but uh, I'm thinking about like Cena Rusev from 2015, where like Cena is just dead on the. It's like, but it's, but it's like we can't end the match because. He's got to say, I quit. And it's like, man, this dude is dead. I do not remember that one, but it sounds pretty bad. It's it's worth it to not remember the gimmick matches they had. Yeah, the, sure. Uh, the All regular matches so. they had are both are both good, uh, especially the Fastlane match. Oh, love Fastlane. Fast we all love fa- Fastlane. one of my favorite pay-per-views. Fastlane 2015. I mean, Fastlane 2015, ironically, has two That's got Reigns versus it. Danielson? Yeah, that match yeah. is phenomenal. That's that's Roman's like, oh, mm-hmm. nope, he's good. And uh, and, a, and an all-time from uh, oh, all-time Bryant performance. All right, well. All that shit. <laughs> the, um, all right, so. They, we're, let's finish on Magnum. <laughs> so Magnum, let's, Roman yeah. Reigns, possibly the worst version of Magnum TA that we could have possibly had, and we never even got to have him as Magnum TA because that because it didn't work and nobody wanted to see it. Magnum TA doesn't. Yeah, Magnum TA uh, just no, nope. Is, we wanted it. They should call him TA Knight. <laughs> I'm saying. So Magnum, he has the uh he still has the stake and he, he there's a moment where you think he's going to go back for Tully but he just takes the belt and he and that Well he does. He backs away with the 6 mile then he comes back and grabs Tully by the hair and thinks about it. The crowd yes, wants it. True. They want him to kill Tully. 
but Ma- Magnum is a hero. He's not an anti-hero. He's a proper fucking hero. He drops the stake, shoves Tully to the ground, walks away triumphantly with the U.S. title. He is here to be the best. He is a better man than yeah. Tully because that's what Tully would do. Baby doll gets in the ring and tries to console Tully, but then when he turns around, she like retreats in horror once she sees his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's worthy of its status. Uh, I think, I think, but I think the most remarkable thing is that it still has that status. Um, I think it's it just thrills me that people still rate this match as an all time as an all timer because um, it's just so different from so many of the all time matches, you know. Um, Brett and Austin, I think people share, like, have a relationship with one of those guys mm-hmm. one way or another, you know? People watch them growing up or whatever. A lot of people didn't grow up watching these guys. This guy, this is a long time ago. This is almost yeah. 40 fucking years ago now. It's 38 years yeah. old? Yeah. This match is 38, 38 years old. 38 years old. Crazy. Um, oh, it's 40th, well, I guess it's not the 40th anniversary. What's the 40th, when was the first Star K? What's the date on that? I gotta figure that out so we can watch that on the 40th anniversary, but, um, yeah, Blade Cade. Yeah, I think that would have been the 28th. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, the um, Or the, the 25th or the 27th, I'm not 100% sure. This show is awesome, Starcade 85. I think I think it's probably the best, just because it's... I mean, I, I love it because it's so bloody. But I think it's, it's so nasty and crazy and... It's a great representation of... Uh, of of what you know, Crockett was becoming when they tried to expand into a national thing. Um, I think eighty six and eighty seven, the rosters growing, and you know by eighty seven there's like there's UWF guys there, so we got it's like it gets there's a lot of interesting stuff, but the matches aren't as good. There's also like a million titles, and it, yeah, it's, it's just, messy. It becomes silly. Yeah, and we're gonna talk a little bit about Starcade eighty six here in a minute, but um, but I think eighty five and and Dusty. You know, getting to win the title, um, and just that's a great match. I think people don't talk about Flair versus Dusty from Starcade '85. It's like it's not the as best. a match. Yeah. yeah, it's not the best of their matches. Their best match, I think, is I forget. There's one that's like in Hawaii, maybe. Um, no, I don't know. Maybe not. That's there's Kerry Von Erich versus Flair Hawaii match is the best KV Flair match, but um, you know. Flair's Flair Dusty. Dusty as a as a as a worker. People don't talk about him a lot, but I, I really no, like watching Dusty yeah. Rhodes wrestle. Um Oh, he's a freak. There's he's just yeah, he just moves like he, he moves like a fucking jet. Yeah. He moves like a wrestler, like a proper fucking pro wrestler. He's the he's the in my mind, the the uh what do you call it? The platonic uh the platonic the platonic ideal. Platonic ideal, yeah. Um so yeah, check out Starcade '85. Great show. Um, Something for everybody. Yeah, truly, truly. But Especially mostly if you're a vampire. Mostly just for us. <laughs> Something for everybody if you listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, and so we're gonna take a little break. And we're gonna come back to Starcade '86, and we'll get it. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll meet Miss Atlanta Lively's uh, cousin or whatever. <laughs>
This is probably the sickest I've ever been when we recorded. Honestly. Ooh. There was that time that I uh, recorded a podcast when I was sick, and then I also had a bunch of sawdust in my lungs. Oh, I remember that. And then yeah. also I had gone to the Nick Gage Invitational. Is that yeah. right? Did, yes. That all happened the same week, and then I recorded that podcast. <laughs> and I was really raspy. Oh, yeah. You sound, and you, yeah, like you sounded very Texan y. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was funny. Yeah. That's right. Um, welcome back. Dressing is gross. We're back now. <laughs> we're, at, we're back for good. No, we're back. We're so back, as they say. Um, you know it's, who's. Oh, go you ahead. know what? You know what it is? It's giving. Oh, yes. It's giving. It's giving Thanksgiving. Yes. It's giving Thanksgiving. Um. God damn it. <laughs> I thought about how I could incorporate that into the episode. <laughs> you did it. You fucking nailed it. You waited for me to say something stupid, and then you said a stupid <laughs> thing right back to me. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, this one is from Thanksgiving 1986. Probably November with, 27th. I was going to say probably November 20-something. November 20... Sorry. November 27th, 1986. All right. It's Rugged Ronnie Garvin versus Big Bubba? Big Bubba. Is it just Big Bubba? I think it... uh, Wikipedia officially has him as Big Bubba Rogers, but... Hmm. Who can say? Hmm. Big Bubba. I'm pretty sure the graphic just said Big Bubba. (laughs) Yeah. Big Bubba accompanied by James E. Cornette... Uh, who I saw a little bit uh, on the other show, of course, because uh, Miss Atlanta Lively match that I watched part of. As we began the episode, I was watching that. I wasn't actually watching the rest of Starcade. I wanted to be clear. I wasn't actually watching the rest of Starcade 85 while we recorded the podcast. That was a joke. That was me <laughs> pretending. I just want to be clear. I'm not watching. I'm not currently watching Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair. I'm going to watch it later. Uh, for Thanksgiving, duh, as you do. Thanksgiving. Yeah, just like I'm going to watch The Undertaker's debut and The Gobbledygooker and all the things you watch. Uh, I'm going to watch fucking Thanksgiving Star Wars, 1983. <laughs> Whatever the hell. Um, all right, Ronnie Garvin. Cowboy boots, trucker hat, knee pads over the jeans. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's fucking go. We got the best fucking outfit of all time. He looks fantastic. He, you know what? He looked good the year before. We were all saying it. <laughs> but this year, oh my God. <laughs> Ronnie Garvin. I'm serious. Cowboy boots, trucker hat, knee pads over the jeans. There's no, that, that's the best thing ever. That's the best fucking thing ever. Um, my first thought, having not seen 86 in a while, but remember, I remember liking it. Scaffold really tall <laughs> oh the scaffold is insanely tall uh cornette so fucked very fucked it's so funny he like broke his leg right yeah he That's broke his leg so fucking funny <laughs> it's really funny that james e cornette fucked up his tibia oh my god his little tibia oh little james e uh james he, <laughs> he fell right into the jar uh yep. would have been better for him probably little leaf in there for him uh ironically he has to come out later for the for this uh for this scaffold match uh you know uh but here he gets to come out with bubba who has the blues brothers music for his entrance uh 
looks incredible in, in incredible shape. Uh, oh yeah. I, in my head, he was bigger at this point. No, no, he look, he does not look tubby. This is the slimmest I think I've ever seen him except for 1999, you know, uh, <laughs> black, yeah, Blackwater. Yeah. Tactical vest. Uh, yeah. No, also, he, IDF forces. Also, I think this is the tallest he's ever looked. He looks huge. They said he's six eight. Cornette, he's not. Yeah, I'm six like, eight. Which I don't. I mean, I'm sure that's that's worked. But he yeah, he looks I, legit six six probably. Yeah, he looks massive. Yeah, and obviously, big boss man could move like a motherfucker, especially when he was young. It turns out that he could always move. Yeah, and everybody has uh, just people just uh, forgot. People just decided that his he was bad in 1999 because yeah, he was bad, and that's fine. But. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to look past certain things. People didn't realize that Road Dog was great in '99. You know, people don't yeah. know. People just don't know. That's okay. We're here to tell them. That's why we're here to tell them. People are just now appreciating Billy Gunn. We're here to tell people that the Attitude Era was good. <laughs> yeah. That's our podcast. That's what our podcast is called. It's it's, the Attitude Era it, podcast. It's the, yeah, <laughs> the Attitude Hour. Uh, the Attitude Era Hour, weekly hour. We do one hour a week. On the... That's what we should have done. Um, that's what y'all should have done on this oh, that, that, that would have been such an easy way to get those uh, subscriptions and those fakes and those likes. Yeah, we'd have to have our blue checks Faith, if that was the case. Yeah. Uh, humble wrestling. <laughs> Just replying to, like, fucking... Doing, like, Eric and... Alper-style, like... You know, what's what's, what's the favorite? best strong style fight from this year? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah, so Humble Wrestling. You know the Humble Wrestling account? Yeah. You know what's funny is when Rovert fights with Humble Wrestling. I fucking love the internet. I still think Twitter, X app, formerly known as Twitter, is the best place to get wrestling stuff. There's That's not going to change. We can't start over somewhere else. That's why we have to keep X app. Because it's got Rovert fighting with Humble Wrestling. <laughs> That's what I go online for, goddammit. Talk about <sighs> a real Skywalker's match. Yeah, there's you know, that's that's halfway to a good joke. Uh, all right, so Tony Tony's in the ring doing intros for this for some reason. Um, Garvin also Garvin, Garvin has a tank top from like a gym is his top. I didn't mention that before to complete the ensemble. Um, and then Bubba. I gotta say, Ray Trailer, one of the best of all time at wearing a button-down shirt with only, like, a couple of the buttons done. <laughs> it's always, like, just above, like, just above the belly button. Like, the bottom three. And it's, yeah. it's, that's how he's worn every shirt I've ever seen him in, except for his, you know, uh, Special Forces outfit or whatever it was. His big vest. His, yeah, his cool vest. Um... So Bubba tries to go and uh, uh, get 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 Ronnie for a test of strength, but Ronnie punches him in the face three times. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, this is a Louisville street fight. I forgot to say. Um, in my memory, though, I thought this was like a taped fist match. It has taped fist vibes. I mean, obviously, this is Hands of Stone era Ronnie, so he's he's just punching like a motherfucker at all yeah. times. It's... Yeah, his gimmick was that he was a boxer, or not what a, a boxer was he a boxer. Did they call I, it, him a boxer? I don't think they call him a boxer in this match. He's just a but puncher. It just, yeah, he's just like he's just the toughest guy out there. Yeah, he's he is incredible. I love I love Ron Garvin. I think he's the great. I think he's one of the greatest squash match guys of all time. 
Uh, one of my favorite squashes I've ever seen was on an 88 Saturday night, and it's in the studio. And he just fucking obliterates this guy with worked punches that l- didn't look worked, but I watched him over and over, and I was like, maybe that's maybe he's not hitting him at all. And I watched it ten times, and I couldn't tell if he actually hit him or not. It looked that fucking good, and I thought he killed this jobber. Or maybe the jobber was, like, fucking Steve Buscemi, like, one of the great actors of his era or whatever. Um, Ronnie Garvin is the fucking man, and he throws the greatest punches. Um, I think he's he earned the gimmick, because he's mm-hmm. the fucking best at it. Um Punches Bubba three times, sends him to the floor. Bubba back in, throws Ronnie to the floor. Uh, Ronnie's got like a weight belt on, uh, but no actual belt on his blue jeans, which is throwing me off. Um, I also want to say I watched this last night and I was exhausted. So it was a real surreal quality where I had I kept having to rewind because I thought I would miss something, but I hadn't missed anything. And then at no, one, no. and then at one point I did miss something. I went back and I couldn't figure out. And then I rewatched part of the match without realizing I had already seen it. So this match was very surreal, and I'm not sure if it was ten minutes or twenty minutes. <laughs> it's re- about eleven minutes. Okay, I think it took me about twenty five minutes to watch it. <laughs> and that's like, not a knock on it. I love this match. I picked yeah. this match because I like well, this, this match. match. Ro- this match rocks. In my head, it was a tape fist match. I don't again. So funny. Um, so the, uh, all right. So Garvin gets, uh, back in the ring, uh, with a, with a, with a drink cup, throws it in Bubba's face, starts teeing off. Ronnie's does his like hopping around while he does his punch flurries, like, you know, like Ollie or whatever. Yeah. Um, the crowd is super hot for it. The crowd loves to see that. Anytime Ronnie starts pump, jumping around and throwing his punches, like the crowd is always hot for it. Mm -hmm. Um, famously the, uh, the fucking flair match where in Chicago at Starcade 87, where the story is always flair was getting cheered. Nobody gave a shit about Garvin. Watch that fucking match and watch fucking Ronnie Garvin throw punches and listen to that crowd pop when he starts doing this shit. Yep. Um, that match has a split crowd. It's a face versus face match. They just didn't book it that way, but still it's that's, that match also fucking rules. Um, world champion Ronnie Garvin was a bad idea. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, um, fucking awesome match. Good guy. Over. Over as hell, Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. Over as a woman, you know, just not over as a world, world champion. That's, that's <laughs> you can't, can't do it all. Some people can't do it all. Um, the, uh, what, what, you got, you got anything here? Go for it. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I just, there's so many, he throws so many good punches too. Uh, he's got a great combinations of punches it he's the son is this match mostly punches yeah dude because it's, it's, it's why it's, i thought it's it was hands a... of stan it's hands of stone ronnie garvin he like he gets an electrical cord and uh, wraps it around uh ray and punches him with the co- like with the cord or with the cord wrapped around him um he, he'd like sort of try to tries to hog tie uh, trailer and like ties yeah. like ties the cord around his legs and he's teeing off on him. He's punching him in the head and in the arms and in the fucking chest and the and like low and the belly, um, and yeah, he's just got some of the best punches of all time. There's no fucking two ways about it. Um, so he gets tied in the ropes with the cord. Uh, commentator says he's tied up like Thanksgiving turkey. Um, and this is when Ronnie bites him. Some more real nasty punches. And then Bubba cuts him off with a toe kick, big knee lift that looked like legit shoot strikes. The knee lift oh, in yeah. particular looks like Takayama shit. Uh, he's kind of Takayama-like in this match. A little bit. He's like, 
he's that would have been moving a forward. Oh yeah, Bull he's Buchanan moving. and Big Boss Man versus Takayama and Omori. You kidding me? <laughs> God damn. Um, sorry, I, I love to, I love to hate myself for things like that. Um, the genius, the greatest booker of all time. It's me. Um, some at some point, Ronnie Blades here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, Bubba's shirt goes down to just the fo- like the lowest possible button is the last, <laughs> and the rest are all either ripped apart or have been pulled. You know, um, his suspenders are not off. doing the work for him anymore. No, no. Um, he uh, Ronnie kicks out of a near fall here, comes back with some hard punches, um, and uh, and oh, this is where Bubba grabs a bear hug, also. Um, mm-hmm. Which you, gotta, bear hug. you gotta love a bear hug. Uh, Ronnie headbutts his way out of the bear hug. Then Fantastic headbutts. A fucking hard headbutts. Uh, Ray goes and grabs a second bear hug. And this is where the this is where the really good headbutts came. Because we get a close-up of Ronnie measuring three perfect fucking headbutts. Real contact. Unmistakably. Because you see the blood left. The blood coming out of Ron Garvin's head is left on the face of Ray Trailer yep. from where he headbutted him three times. Disgusting. Fucking, Disgusting. It's great. It's super sick. It's like they're fucking full headbutts. Um, it's the kind of shit that you see Ian Rotten do or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the kind of shit that would have people doing discourse about it on Twitter. Um, Ray retreats to the floor, convinces, uh, or con- converses with Cornette uh, for, for a moment, and then gets back in and is greeted with fucking punches to the mouth and the forehead and a chop and a slap. And he's sent right back to the floor. Like Ronnie Garvin's relentless. Um, Ray goes to the top. Ronnie throws him off, flips, flipped off big, big bump from Ray trailer. Um, goes for the cover. Ray throws him off like strongman style onto Tommy Young, Tommy the ref, Young. who sells it. Uh, like he just got hit with the fucking ultimate warrior splash. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Can't respond to whatever happens next. And then this is where Ronnie grabs Bubba, bends him over, hits him with one of the most pullingest pulling pile drivers I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really digs deep, yanking the ass of those pants up as hard as he can without ripping them. It is fucking incredible. That is a wedgie and a half. <laughs> it's like something Hero would have done in 2016. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks It looks very pure. Um, it's, it's, it's very much of the, of the, uh, of the, uh, the, the Fujiwara gotch school, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just yanking that fucking pants up that ass. Um, <laughs> uh, this is where Cornette hits Garvin in the back of the head with the tennis racket. Tommy Young is lucid again and counts both men down to 10, uh, Garvin out because of the racket, Bub out because of the, uh, the when he got the stuff pulled up his ass and then he pile driven got knocked out, yeah. <laughs> again it's like two moves happening to you huge wedgie also pile driver brutal brutal <laughs> um cornette uh gets in the ring here uh when tommy young counts them both to 10 grabs the microphone and announces that the rules have changed tommy young is the he's, fucking he's... sheriff of course Tommy Young is going ad hoc. He's <laughs> he's ad libbing. He's yes anding and and he's bebopping and scatting and I'm losing it. Yeah. He's fucking. He says that he will count that. All right. He, he all right. There must he, be a winner. There must be a winner, and the first man to their feet will win the match. And Tommy's just gonna stand there and watch. 
And so this happens, right? And they're yep. both like trying to get up. Jim Cornette gets in the ring. Tommy Young shoves him. Huge pop, right? This becomes a race to get up, and Ronnie gets up first, but then Big Bubba's down there, and he's just grabbing Tommy Young by the ankle, by the pants, and he's going, hey, referee, look at me, look at me. Ronnie stands up behind the referee, but sells the leg, falls over, and then Big Bubba gets up like, hey, I'm the winner, right? Ho-ho! Quickly wins the match and leaves. Extremely silly finish. Just, like, so fucking stupid. Yes. I mean, it's a classic old school stupid finish to like protect or whatever. You know, like that's what. But again, it's always like, oh, this is Starcade, biggest show of the year. Somebody should put the other one over for real. Uh, but that's just not how it was done back then. So uh, very funny. Oh, the, 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 the galaxy brain to come up with this after this match, which was two guys beating the fucking yeah. shit out of each other. And then they're like, well, all right, let's do something really stupid at the end and try to make sure nobody remembers that it was good before that. We didn't have enough booking, so let's add some more booking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember last year, all the booking? Yep. <laughs> remember, remember last year? <laughs> remember you were in a dress last year, and Ronnie's like, oh, yeah, we should do something kind of weird, huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was, yep, and that's... That's uh, Ron Garvin versus Big Bubba. Again, I was dead tired watching it last night, so my memory of it is quite surreal. Um, and, you know, if you asked me, I'd say I might have imagined the entire premise of the get up before 10 count. Or b- get up before get up before each other after the 10 count, counted both down. First it man just, up wins. It's just so ridiculous. It's so stupid. <laughs> Anyways, that's that match, and I love it. And I highly recommend people watch Ron Garvin. As much as possible, and boss man. I mean, we're big. We're boss man heads here. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. But just what a real warm bath of a match, you know. It's the kind of fucking relaxing shit for me. Um, and now we're gonna go. Is it Saint Paul? I believe this is actually Saint Paul. Yes. Okay, Saint Paul. The same night, possibly happening concurrently at the very exact same moment. That, that they were doing that stupid finish. Maybe, just maybe, the bell was about to ring for Doug Summers, Buddy Rose, and Sherry Martell versus... Sensational Sherry. Versus Marty Janetti, Party Marty, Shawn Michaels, no nickname, <laughs> and, and is it Despina Montagas? Despina Montagas. Montagas. From AWA, uh, from Thanksgiving 1986, is it the 27th? Yeah. I should have written these down. I just was like, it's from November, right? It's always in November. Thanksgiving's always in November, right? Okay, what the fuck? It's like, it's usually a Thursday, right? (laughs) Um, Guy who just, like, figured out that, you know, it's it's interesting. I I never realized, but Thanksgiving is always on a Thursday. (laughs) Like, guy that you work with. Yeah. (laughs) You post about it, but nobody believes you that it's real. Um, it's like a Grank tweet. It, yeah, yeah. Is that the guy with Jack Nicholson as his profile pic? Um, little joke. Uh, all right, so we got the good helmet isophile, as discussed earlier on the show. The good helmet, AWA, Death Valley Driver Video Review, best of the 80s set, um, which I downloaded on a torrent. That's right, illegal. 
xwt-classics.com. Is it net? I think. Yeah. God bless them. I still have uh, 900 gig to 100 gig up, uh, 900 gig up to 100 gig down. I'll be safe there forever. <laughs> Could download whatever I want on there. God damn it. Um, that's what leaving like one pack of pay-per-views seating for five years will do for you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Love that. Uh, just, uh, just the fucking DVD menu. Did you, you loaded this up in VLC? Yeah, and you got the you got the DVD menu. The, the I did. Good I did. helmet designed. Have you ever done this before? Have you ever watched these? I've watched some of these. Okay, yeah. okay. Because the Memphis sets like this, and then his best of like 2009, 2010 DVDs that he sent out. I don't know. I was buying them at the time. I like I I Good Helmet used to send me shit because I'd buy it from him. But eventually, people just start putting this shit on XWT, <laughs> and I was like. All right, good helmet, but he stopped selling the shit anyways. I think so. I don't know what's good helmet up to these days. I don't know. I he, hope he's doing okay. I'm sure he's a. He seemed like a smart guy. He seemed like a guy who would be doing okay. I always thought. Um, seemed like one of the most normal of us, of us wrestling freaks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is from that AWA Death Valley Driver set, uh, and this is ripped inexplicably from Japanese television. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, you can kind of hear Rod Trongard underneath the Japanese commentary. Yeah, a little bit. It's not, <laughs> as, it's not as clear as the uh, Killer Khan, uh, Terry Gordy match, where that's where you can just hear Mark Lawrence saying Mark Lawrence things and stuff. Oh, did you watch the Japanese version of that? I watched the Japanese version because that's oh. the only one, yeah. Oh, I got... I've watched both. I've I've got the, I've, I've had the original. Uh, I watch I, oh I've seen the English version too though, and I watched I watched part of that. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. we'll get to that. Uh, the uh, this so this is really weird. I don't know why this is like this. Um, I, uh, you know what? I thought you were gonna say also. I thought you were gonna say it's it's not as bad as uh as uh Larry Dallas over the top of the Triple A commentators. Oh God. For- <laughs> Larry Dallas, uh-huh. AAA commentator. I did, I nearly did a full Brad Stutz. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, the uh, the the all the the footage of like or the the text is all Japanese, and there's this like weird ad over the top of the of the footage that's playing underneath it, and there's like uh, you know, there's like an audio commercial that's playing. Like uh, it's all fucking you know, all the graphics are. Like there's no like Doug Summers, Buddy Rose. It's just it's all in uh, uh, katakana or whatever. What is it? Yeah, yeah. Kanji katakana. Yeah, katakana. Romaji. Which one's that? That is. That's the, where they take an American word and turn it Japanese, right? I think, <laughs> I don't know, and I don't want to embarrass uh, myself. Oh well, I was doing it. We I was trying to make it sound as stupid as possible so you would feel more comfortable <laughs> um classic technique uh classic social technique social hack uh act like a fucking idiot uh, social engineering yes yes um freud and whatnot uh doug summers doug summers we talked about him what what episode is that that was a birthday episode of mine. Okay, so we talked that we talked and about that's August thirtieth, nineteen eighty six match. Yes, Doug Summers and Buddy Rose. Do they have a team name? No, no. They're I just call them the Fat Blondes or the something Fat Blondes. Like that. Yeah, they're the, they're the they're the blondes. They are the AWA blondes. Um, 
Doug Summers just looks incredible. I mean, you know, Buddy also looks incredible. Like, you know. I I don't think this is Buddy's match, though. No, no, no. This is Doug's match. This is Doug's match, but I mean physically. Oh, yeah. He's he his he's very tall. His body he looks kind of like Barry Windham. Yes, uh, I think he's more attractive though. There's something to there's something to Doug Summers, where he feels like a he feels kind of like a a TV guy. Yeah, like he TV, could be on a show. Yeah, the the uh, washout on this uh, makes everybody look like glue. Sure. Yeah, the footage is interesting. The the, the quality is interesting for sure. Uh, I was having a hard time telling between Marty and Sean at certain times. <laughs> um, not joking. Not joking. No. I understand. I understand. Yeah. This is the, let's see, this is the 35th highest rated match on the Death Valley Driver uh, poll that was taken after, uh, which is interesting, you know, I mean, like of all the stuff, but uh, it's a, this is a super fun match, right? Uh, the, the AWA set uh, is cool. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's one of the ones that I haven't watched all of, though. Um, I've only seen parts of it. I downloaded all of it at one point, but I have not seen every Bachwinkle versus, you know, this guy and that guy, Zabisco and Hennig and Martel. I have not seen all those matches. Robinson. I don't, I don't, I, I like Bachwinkle, but I, you know, I like it most when he's in fucking Memphis getting his face punched in by Lawler or whatever, you know? Um, but, uh, so I don't know a ton of AWA. I really don't. It's not my, not my territory. Um, but this starts super hot, and every time I've seen the Rockers here, and I've seen the, this match and the other, and I think I've seen the two cage matches also. Um, I have a memory of them at least. Mm-hmm. The Rockers always look incredible, and oh yeah, they were one of the first teams, one of the first tag teams I remember them and the Hart Foundation and the British Bulldogs, um, and Demolition. You know that was like the core four when I was a kid of the of the 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 teams that were on the videotapes that I would rent or that were around mm-hmm. my house. Yeah. Um, the Rockers versus the Twin Towers Mania Five. I've seen that match a thousand times. <laughs> I've seen Mania Five. I've seen Mania Four and Five so many goddamn times. You know, my relationship with Donald Trump is goes way back, of course. Um, the the, the Janetti looks like a fucking god here. Like, oh yeah, Janetti looks fantastic. I mean, he probably felt like one too. Uh, the the shit he was on. I mean, this is peak. I mean, Janetti's been doing drugs for 40 years, obviously, or for yeah. longer than that. But he's he's been fucking... He's never l- looked quite like he had gotten the coke just right, you no. know? Except for, like, the early runs, like, here and the early rocker stuff. And then, like, 93, that almost feels like he's, like, uh, he found a new drug or something. Yeah, he's... <laughs> He's got a different kind of energy. Yeah, yeah, but it, and it's working for him. But it's di- it's different. It's not just the coke is better. The co- it's not coke anymore. He's, he doesn't suddenly become Jerry Estrada. Yeah, uh, even though he's working lucha matches with Doink. Yeah, God, I need to go back and watch those. I have not gone back to watch the '93 uh, Marty run in quite some time. Oh, it's great. Um, I did watch a Doink squash that was fucking sick. I think I might have shared it on Twitter. I'm not sure. Um, another guy, awesome. Um, but okay. Maniac so, Matt. Yes, absolutely. Fucking absolutely maniac. Uh, Janetti, uh, it just looks incredible though. The, the shit he was on, uh, and Buddy Rose inexplic- inexplicably gets like, uh, rocked in the, on the nuts on the top rope. He's not even Racks in the ring. the shit out of his nuts. He's not even in the ring. I didn't see him on the top rope. He just suddenly is like hurt. He hurt his nuts 
suddenly he's he's standing there and then the camera pans over and he's falling to the floor and Sherry's checking on him and he's down there ho- holding his nuts. Uh, and then tag into Despina. I'm sorry. The Despina. Despina. <laughs> and I, so I guess this is also intergender rules because she this gets... Is, yeah, this is intergender more than it is like a mixed, like you get, like classic, all right, man, man in the ring. Yeah. Get, get in out. there, girl. Yeah. yeah uh, this is, this is, he, she goes to work on Doug um, and quickly tags out to Sean. Uh, Sean's hair is an absolute tragedy here. He looks uh, hilarious. He looks like Archie or something. It's like fucking my mom's yearbook photos or some shit, you know? Yeah. Um, fucking looks... God, he looks terrible. Um, as usual with AWA tags, this is like the best thing about AWA stuff is the tags, the action's just fucking nonstop. Nonstop. Um, there's near falls, and they're immediately... They're broken up like at one by a guy jumping, running in and breaking up. Like, yeah. it's just constant movement. It's the most action-packed, I think... I mean, you know... The Southern tag team is all the, the stuff is the structure is different. This this feels faster. This feels more like a spot fest, um, or or the AWA house style felt more like spot festy modern than the Southern style that you get in you know yeah NWA and and, the, and like that the that AWA tag style would go on to form like new generation WWF style basically. Yeah, I mean that's a... all these guys would matriculate to it, but also and then that would just become like the house style. Like Yeah. You can that, see the pedigree for sure. That Calgary Portland style. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um yeah, which again, that is that is the the, the influence Buddy had on this too, right? As Buddy oh, came yeah. from Portland and brought their style of you know, f- fucking 30 minute sprints that are two out of three falls and are hot from bell to bell. You know, it's just how they worked there. It's Martel brought that too. And, you know, um, dynamite. Hennig. Yeah. Hennig dynamite. Like a lot of those guys, uh, Piper, uh, Piper, uh, absolutely. Piper didn't work the work rate style, but he did work the intense sprint. Like he had, he had his style and he could work work rate. So yep. Jack Briscoe match. That shit fucking sick. Um, all right, sorry. The um, Despina. I kept losing my spot because of uh, I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> I couldn't find it. Um, Sherry holds her boot out, um, uh, and uh, Doug runs Sean's head into it. Uh, tags out to Buddy. Buddy has just fucking awesome punches to the jaw. Um, distracts uh, the, the ref while the uh, the heels in the corner beat on Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, he like goads the other baby faces to come in and distract the ref more and just lets Sherry and Doug choke Sean, rake his eyes. Um, and, uh, Sherry gets in, uh, wants to fight Sean, but quickly gets picked up. Um, uh, and the blondes have to rescue her and they, they all sort of dogpile Sean more referee deception, Sherry digging her claws into Sean's face in the corner and Sean gets thrown to the floor um, and Sean appears to come up uh, bloody here. Yes. And I was wondering if it was from Sherry scratching his face. If that's, that's interesting. Is that what he's selling there? Maybe he uh, did a, he did like a rail bump or something. Yeah, I guess we didn't see his landing. He might have gone through or over and hit the rail, but I thought it'd be funny if. Oh yeah, no. Just the, the fingernails. All right. Oh, yeah. This was, sucks. Yeah. Oh man, I'm bleeding. This sucks. <laughs> Uh, it's above the right eye. It's a it's a 
it's a good blade job that I oh, think yeah. probably you wouldn't expect in this kind of match. Um, but probably we wouldn't be doing this match if it didn't have it. Uh, Despina uh, uh, and Janetti are on the apron just watching while Buddy punches Sean's bloody forehead and he sort of holds his bloody hand out at, at Janetti and Despina. Uh, Buddy does and sort of taunts them with it. Pretty sick. Uh, Doug bites the butt- bloody forehead. Another fucking person biting and drinking blood on the show. Um, something in the air. Sherry bites the forehead. Yeah, yeah, she does. Uh, and Sean is also like swinging wildly. You know, oh, he, there's a great missed punch. There's a great missed punch. Yeah, it's it's kind of funk like. Uh, and then Doug uh, drops a, a big knee, tags out, uh, and just you know, I think Doug really in his element here. He seems very sinister. Uh, oh yeah, Buddy is like a kind of a jokester. Like, but Buddy could. You know, had great punches, could control as a heel, but Buddy's the one that's going to get bumped and and the crowd's going to pop for it. Doug's the one who's going to get bumped and the crowd's going to be ready for him to get back up and cut you off again. You know? Yeah. Um, He's just got a little bit more malice to him than Buddy does. But he's also goofy in his own right. They're both very stupid, goofy guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, Buddy gets taken to fucking babyface comeback school. Uh, Sean just fucking takes him out with this great flurry of punches. Uh, Doug tries to cut off the tag, but he can't. Janetti's in, and Janetti throws awesome punches too. Uh, Irish whip to the far side, back body drop, fucking punches. I forget if it's Jan- if it's Marty or Sean who has like this great short right. I think it's Marty. Yeah, that's in this sequence. This is the Janetti's yeah, yeah. hot tag. He has a couple of really just on the dot little punches uh, to Doug specifically, and then Buddy also uh, gets punched out of the ring buddy flops through the ropes and it's a great a very funny you know buddy rose doing his shit um and marty janetti hits a uh like a naomichi marafuji style big jumping back elbow do you see that oh yeah he threw the legs up he fucking did the whole thing that was so cool um and then and but then marty takes like uh one of the fucking most maniacal bumps i've ever seen in the corner He's going for a shoulder tackle, they say, uh, like Ron Trongard says. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know what the hell he could have been going for, but it goes right over, almost clears the post. Uh, it doesn't. It's kind of like the flare bump. It's kind of a flare bump. It's kind but of like. way sh- faster. Yeah, like a Sean. Half, halfway between Sean and flare. I was going to say, yeah, like the Sean bump and uh, from like, especially the one where he would just basically swanton from the ring out. Well, the Sean one where he would go and he'd flip up onto the top turnbuckle and then just sort of flop down. Oh, yeah. That's and true. then, but then, and, and I mean, Sean had variations of it. Flair, I'm, Flair I'm would thinking, often. I'm thinking of, I always think of the, my favorite Sean bump of all time is him uh, against uh, Double J at In Your House, uh, where he basically does just jump from the ring over the top rope <laughs> to the floor and back first, which is disgusting. God. Yeah. No, I mean. He would go that's, for it. That's very close to the Marty bump. Go back and watch it's that not, match. It's it's a little slower, but it's I don't know how the hell he didn't like wake up with, like uh, four hours later without with that, you know. Well, in the fucking tradition of other drugged out guys like Jerry Estrada and uh, Psychosis, uh, you know, I think Marty yeah. does a very lucha esque sort of bump. Yeah, um, sort of like a sort of like a slaughter, actually, a little bit. Yeah, um, great bump. 
Uh, he gets scraped off the floor and fucking thrown back in. Sherry comes in and uh, tries to go after him, but she gets taken down by the ankle quickly and has to tag Buddy in, who comes in. And does a big vertical suplex, and then he catapults Marty Jannetty into Doug Summers on the apron, who hits Jannetty uh, with a an elbow smash. Modern tag team, you know, double team shit there. Mm-hmm. Um, tags back out to Sherry. Sherry climbs to the top and misses a splash for the biggest pop of the whole fucking match. Uh, Marty gets the tag to Despina. And it's a fucking hot, hot crowd. She beats Sherry up in the best, most, like, classical 80s women way possible with some, like, fucking big, fucking ugly forearms that, like, look half-trained. Like, an inexplicable catapult into the ropes that has, like, no impact. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great, it's a classic, like, glow-style fucking hot tag. I I will say, I think her strikes are pretty good. No, they're they're no, they're really good. They're but they're, they're good very, in that they're way. Good, yeah. they're, they're good yeah, in that they're, way that they're like uh, they're like Shane McMahon. They're oddly snug. Yeah, oddly snug, like John Rare strikes. Exactly, uh, Shane McMahon, John Rare, the speed of Montagas. Here we go, King of Trios. King of Trios. <laughs> um, this is uh, this is also the part where Sherry uh, gets spanked by the Rockers because you can't. I mean, you know. What are you? What are you gonna not do that? Yeah, like Thanksgiving, nineteen eighty six. Listen, this this one's for the boys. Yeah, no, it's a it's it's a it's a time honored tradition, you know, of Thanksgiving. Of course, Sherry gets spanked, uh, and then the blondes come in to help her from to stop them from spanking her i guess (laughs) but they all get uh they all three get irish whipped into each other in the middle of the ring they all great noggins. yeah it's great um and then sean and marty uh double gorilla press despina onto into a splash on sherry for the three the crowd goes fucking ape shit it's a it's 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 a great combination of like how do you add uh, the right kind of window dressing to a match while also like keeping that like formula integral and everything like this is uh, a nice hot uh, fucking rockers summers and rose match. It's yeah, but it's a crowd pleaser that keeps it, keeps it hot. Does it, but does it's there nothing remotely final about this. This is just no, no, this is a fun ass match. Yeah. Yeah. the Christmas episode, they they have a one of their cage matches on Christmas. Yes. Keep that in mind. Oh yeah. We will we will return to Buddy Rose and Doug Summers versus the Midnight Rockers. We will do the other two or three matches that are famous. For sure, for sure. Great feud. Um after this, I watched Colonel De Beers versus Jerry Blackwell in the ladder match. <laughs> Which was also from Japanese TV and was also from this same show. Um, with Japanese commentary, in case anyone was wondering. I don't know why this exists. It's very funny. Um, I guess maybe Baba's on this show or something. Like, for, like there's, there's some Japanese guy on this show and that's why they, they filmed the entire thing. Like, that's always the reason for this. Like... We have a ton of jumbo uh yeah. in AWA yeah. with Japanese commentary. There's there's uh there's some like uh another territory too that we have like that. 
if I can't think of what it would be, but um, I mean, I guess world class is probably one of them, right? Why did you have class, that with Japanese? Yes. Um, so, but this is Colonel De Beers versus Jerry Blackwell, two guys who were not. I mean, Blackwell worked all Japan, but I wouldn't say he was famous in Japan. I don't know, maybe he was. Um, but you know, Jerry Blackwell. I mean, there's a man who looks like he just had Thanksgiving dinner. You know yes. what I'm saying? Um, and the ladder match is the the deal. They just got it's just a string tied to one of the turnbuckles, slung over a rafter, and just a bag of money is hanging from it or something. And then the ladder is wooden, and Ugh. it's and it's a good match. I, I liked it. Colonel De Beers has an incredible mustache. He does, and, and also a pretty impressive physique, depending on your definition of impressive. Um, <laughs> like I mean, especially if your definition of impressive physique is different from your definition of of impressive mustache. <laughs> yes. Um, no, Colonel De Beers, good guy, good guy. Um, so check that one out too, folks, while you're in town. Yeah. Um, and we'll move on to our main event, huh? Main event time. Main event time. I got to find the fucking notes for it. Go ahead and tell me what the date is. Our date is November <laughs> 22nd, <laughs> okay. 1984. So funny. So, so funny to like. 21 years after JFK. Wow. Oh, I think I thought about that before. But... Probably around the corner. How close is fucking Book Depository to the Reunion Arena? I'm going to look it up. You keep saying who's in uh, the match. Yeah, that's a great question because that feels like. Look it up. All right, I'm looking it up. You t- yeah. say who's in the match. And we are have a Texas Death match featuring Bam Bam, Terry Gordy, and Killer Khan. With Kerry okay. Von Erich as our special guest enforcer slash referee. Oh, man. All right. So special guest enforcer? I think he uh, he's guest referee, but he's definitely, like, allowed to hit someone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll he's say. He's allowed to hit Skander Akbar for damn sure. I'll say. All right. Hey, God, I got it here. 411 Elm Street in Dallas, Texas, which is the book depository. Um, and then directions from there to reunion arena which was at formerly of course this is reunion arena is no longer around but it was on 777 sports street dallas 75207 the book depository to reunion arena is a 15 minute walk three minutes by car oh that's not so that's that's right around the corner i mean that's downtown dallas yeah. Cool. That's great. That's just fantastic. Oh yeah, the aquarium. I've been around here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> here we are, Reunion Arena, folks. Um, Gordy is the uh, de facto babyface, I guess. Kind of. Um, I caught a glimpse of Mike Von Erich before this, and I swear I thought I seen a ghost. Yeah. Um, funny thing about Mike Von Erich is, even when he was alive, he looked dead. Um, Bad Street, Bad Street song, song. What's it? I don't know. What's the fucking Bad, Bad Street? Street USA? Bad Street USA, fucking sucks. F- what the fuck is that shit? The way he's like the, that. Michael Hayes is like, <laughs> and it, it's such a bad song. I and I hate it anytime. You ever watch those like roundtables? Uh, those like WWE twenty four seven like pre network yeah. things. And Michael Hayes is always like, man, we. We got out there and we changed the game. You know, we were on the top charts there in, in Atlanta and they were playing our song on the radio. It was like, no, they, no, dude. First of all, I highly doubt that. Like, 
but Jesus Christ. I fuck. I hate Michael Hayes so much. I really do. And I, I, I think he's a fine worker in, in certain environments, but God damn. Michael fucking Hayes. And that song. And the Freebirds in general, you know, and they're not wrestling the Von Eriks, and I have not had a, much time for them, but I've, maybe I just haven't seen the right stuff. But um, I like them in Georgia. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that stuff. Um, the, uh, the song is bad. The song is not particularly good. <laughs> no. It's weird that that's such a big part of the fucking, like, uh, the, you know, the story. That's yeah. like what they're known for. For uh for like introducing, uh, you know, entrance music is what they always say. That's what Michael Hayes always says. Was we were the first people to have our own entrance music. It's, that's what that's what that story became eventually. Um, and it's like I thought that was the fabulous ones. I mean, so world class was good with that stuff. They were you know huge into the production, the way they produced their TV. Uh, they had more cameras. They had like better lighting. You know that was a that was part of the part of the deal when it came to world class. That's why the TV was so good, um, or one of the reasons why the TV was so good. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's Carrie in the bare midriff shirt. Uh, oh yeah, the cutoff shirt. He is the uh, referee. It's not a striped shirt. It's just a it's just a little blue shirt that he's got cut off the bottom. Um, but the uh, I was thinking, just realizing over the years how many things Sean aped from Carrie. You oh, have yeah. to imagine Sean growing up was watching some world class. I mean, I don't know. Do they? Did they had? Do they get Dallas, Texas, and San Antonio? Maybe not. Oh, they're, they're relatively close. I mean, they, well, they well they're. I mean, they're, they're really. They're yeah, they're really not though. It's like it's like seven hours. Um, it's pretty far away. Um, yeah, but I mean, I've like... never driven from Dallas to San Antonio, but I've driven. That's true. I've driven San Antonio to Houston, Houston to Dallas, and so on and so forth. Um, but the uh, the the TV, I don't know if the TV situation was then. So I don't know if Sean had any fucking. But still, the the shirtless, you know, the the, the little short shirt ref and the the tied the tied off shirt and the fucking short shorts. Like, I mean, look, he's got jeans on here, but the cutoff shirt, I was losing my mind. I couldn't believe that he was doing that. Uh, and then he just takes it off, and then you've just got shirtless ref. Shirtless ref yep. with with a better physique than either of the wrestlers in the match. A classic referee type. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Killer Khan is here with Skander Akbar. Um, what's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal with Killer Khan? So Killer Khan was uh, a Japanese wrestler who was trained in New Japan. He is Japanese. Okay. Sure. Yes. And at some point, he just decides, oh, oh, fuck it, Killer Khan. I think he got that gimmick um, somewhere in the, in the U.S., but it's uh, it's honestly not impossible that he got that gimmick in in Japan. I mean... So the great uh, Okan is a reference to him, right? Yes, yes. That guy's a good wrestler. Like yeah, Okan's cool. Uh, yeah, so Killer Khan, I've seen a couple of his other like famous matches. Um, but there's the one that's like him and Andre that's like super bloody from, I think it's Madison Square Garden. Yeah. That's a good match. Him and Choshu and the death match. I've seen, I don't know if I've seen that. I've seen him and Choshu in a tag from, yeah, from 85 yeah, yeah, or 86. Yeah, he was part of Choshu's invading army right. in, the all, in the All Japan, uh, J.W. He's on the same Nick. team though with Choshu. He was, and then, uh, 
Choshu betrays him. Okay. And he turns face. We got to do that show. That's an uh, that's yeah that's that's one that's been boiling around. That's still in the document, years. right? I'm pretty goddamn sure. Well, we should do that. Uh, that's a good. That's a yeah, good show. I'll, yeah, we'll cut down on. We'll, we'll rearrange it and cut down on some repeat matches and all that shit and make it nice and tight. Or expand on it and make it like four episodes long. Uh, yeah, but we we have options. Yeah, options uh, plenty. The uh, yeah, Colin. I don't really know too much about him. Uh, I didn't even know he was Japanese. Honestly, oh, I, thought it, I thought he was American. No, he's just super badass dude. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's very interesting. He wrestles kind of unlike anybody else that we're covering here. Uh, and Gordy is babyface, of course, is rare. He's not really a babyface, but he, I guess, what what happened? Khan turned on Gordy. They said. Uh, Do you know what yeah. the story is? So, I think this is one of the periods when the Freebirds are not together because, like, Buddy Roberts is busy being old or in some or some shit, and. So he had to take like, breaks to be old, sure. Yeah, and I don't know what Michael's doing, but Gordy, of course, is the worker. The group, well, this so. is right after the cup of coffee in New York, right? That's true. That's, that's like true, that's I like think. eighty. Uh, that's like uh, that's eighty four. That's like August and September and October. Maybe is like we're there there for a minute in in the WWF. Yeah, I could so I can see. Yeah, like it just being a case where uh, they wanted Gordy with heels but they didn't but it's like the devastation corporation are, are like a silly gimmick they don't well wasn't that originally for, that's isn't that originally gary hart stable no gary had like well i was because gary, gary leaves the territory and skandor kind of takes over as the jimmy hart bobby heenan yeah whatever of, the, of the territory the the lead heel manager that's true and that's like 83 or something 82 i don't know yeah, but and then uh, Gary comes back and then he feuds with Akbar, managing a Kabuki and stuff like yes, that. Yes, of course, of course, right. Um, That's eighty five. Yeah, world class is a weird. It's a weird promotion. <laughs> uh, it's fun to watch though. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but so obviously the gimmick with the Freebirds is that they came in from Georgia originally as baby faces, and they were friends with the Von Erichs because they were baby faces, but. Kerry Von Erich versus Ric Flair with Michael Hayes as the guest ref. Michael Hayes shuts the door in Kerry Von Erich's face. Also and, Christmas. Also Christmas. Yes. Show. And they, and that's the beginning of the war. And it is the most famous feud of world class. So this is a case where they want, like the gimmick is it's like, it's like, it's gotta be someone who's going to be down the middle it's like it's like and Kerry doesn't like either of these guys. It's exactly Sean at SummerSlam '97. Yes, it's straight but it, up. But it's like at least, but Kerry and uh, fucking Gordy have had a positive relationship in years past. Oh sure, so they it's used to be like friends, yeah, yeah. So it's like well, well, so did Sean and Brett. That's true. In the in the eighties, I mean, that's how Brett tells it at least in the book. I don't know. Well, on screen, they're and they're Killer Khan and Undertaker actually is a very good one to one. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> this comparison makes a lot of sense. Brett is Gordy, and yeah, hmm, making a lot more sense now. Um, no, I didn't. I, I never think about that. The, the idea that yeah, because I, I mean, I've never watched like uh, Babyface Freebirds in World Class before the turn. You, you if you're gonna watch World Class, you start with that. You start yeah. Christmas '82. And that's the first one you watch, and then you watch all the eighty three, because that's the peak of the territory. Mm-hmm. Um, 
83 is like the, the peak of most territories before it all starts to fall apart. Um, but with world class, we have all the TV, um, and it all looks good and they had good matches on there. You know, uh, it wasn't all squashes every week. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a special place with special, uh, work rate. You know, like I, I imagine people watching this, if you had seen other promotions, other wrestling, you would watch this and be like, damn, this is like fast paced, hot stuff. You know, the same way, you know, kids in the nineties watched, you know, WCW and were like, whoa, this is different, you know? Yes. Uh, but yeah, Gordy and Gordy's a good baby face. Although this is not really a baby face versus heel match. It is kind of a heel versus heel match. Um, commentator whose name I don't know. Uh, doesn't matter. He mentions a new tag team, the, the midnight express coming in. With Jim Cornette. With Jim Jim Corbett, he says first. He says Corbett, and then he corrects himself. <laughs> I thought he said Cornet, but it could be. It doesn't. Matter. I heard it was be. funny as hell. I heard Jim Corbett, like uh, like uh, you know. We can't uh, escape this tiny motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> even when he has the wrong name. Yeah. Uh, Con sends t- Terry to the floor, into the post, um, and. Uh, Gordy bleeds off of that. He, he bleeds immediately off of that. We, we get a nice shot of him bent over doing it. <laughs> Thanks, cameraman. Um, after I've been praising the production this whole time. Um, <laughs> Carrie isn't afraid to get physical in there with Khan and holds him at a distance so he can't attack Terry on the floor. Um, and then Terry gets back on the apron. Khan begins biting him. Uh, and now this is, what, the fourth match in the show yes. that has people drinking blood? Um, and he just keeps at it too. He bites him more and more. Uh, Khan's we a real a very sicko. Catholic Thanksgiving episode. It's a very yes, a very Catholic Thanksgiving episode. That's good. Um, uh, Terry's face a roadmap of red lines. The commentator says, and he really is bleeding a lot. This is a oh yeah. This is a, a one of the great blade jobs. Uh, this match finished number one on the world class set poll for Death Valley Driver. The all uh, Texas, I think. Or yeah, all Texas. So it had USWA and it had some I think some Blanchard territory, some stuff like that. Houston. Uh yeah, Houston stuff. Uh which should have been the mid south set, obviously, so silly silly of them, but um the uh the 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 idea that this beat out every Von Eric match, every every Von Eric Freebirds match should beat, you know, every like these legendary the the dynamic duo and uh was that their names yeah the dynamic yes. duo yeah uh, chris and gino yeah yeah um these matches that i think are at least as good as this maybe better um but just don't have as much blood like this match is very iconic for its blood and for its post-match but it's still crazy to me that like what 50 or so guys on a message board decided this was the one kind of blows my mind it's not super close either. Is it not? I don't think of it as being that close. Uh, maybe that's just a. Maybe it's just one of those things where all those elders take each other out for the uh, Freebirds Von Eriks. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked at the results, uh, but I just remember it being number one. Um. So we got a. Uh, yeah, he very blatantly blades gets bit all up. Face a roadmap. Uh. Khan yelling like a maniac. Uh, he gets a really nice uh, second rope uh, flying knee drop to get the first fall. Oh, this is also a Texas death match. Did you mention that? I did say that it was a Texas death match. Okay, so yeah. this is as similar as the count of 10 with the 30 minute or 30 second uh, interval rest period. 
yes. in between falls. And uh, Khan gets the first fall with the he gets backbreaker flying knee drop, and uh, he stomps Gordy after he uh, after he gets the fall. He stomps him in the head, and Carrie pushes him away. Um, and him and him and Carrie are in each other's faces during the rest period. And Carrie's yelling at Scandor. He's saying, "I got my eye on you." Um, Khan is making Carrie raise his hand, which I don't think he really has to do that in the middle of the match since he hasn't actually won. But um, and Carrie's just you know trying to maintain and not beat anybody up. You know, uh, Carrie has the it's well it's what I thought was a red and blue handkerchief hanging from the right pocket. Now, it turned out to be a Texas flag. It turned out to be a Texas flag, yes. Now, what does that mean in the handkerchief code? A Texas flag from the right pocket. Are you looking it up? I'm just, I'm not, no, I don't know, but I would say. Steers and queers. Yeah, I was going to say it involves probably like shoving a rattlesnake up your ass. Rattlesnake. Um, It's like, it's something, it has something to do with boots. I can see that. cowboy boots yeah something to do with boots maybe a saddle um yeah maybe a saddle (laughs) uh did you see power of the dog no not yet there's a good uh gay saddle scene (laughs) i don't know how else to describe it it's a gay saddle scene um good movie good movie um yeah the rest period ends terry is up by eight but it's just fucking covered in blood um, I don't know how he just bled more on the ground, but he's, he comes up covered in twice as much, uh, an absurd amount. And Khan goes right back to biting his head. Uh, but then every like hopeful Gordy punch, it gets that same child and young woman pop that the Von yes. Erics get. There's no, and no, there's no pops like the reunion arena pop, you know, no. the fucking world-class for the Von Erics, that high pitch shriek is unlike anything you've ever heard, except for, you know, the Beatles on the fucking Ed Sullivan or whatever, you know? It's yeah. that sound. There's no other sound like it. The sound of girls losing it. Um, and they do for Gordy here, weirdly enough. Although there, you see you see the teen girls in the audience, and they're excited because Carrie's in there. Carrie's, and Carrie's taking his shirt off, he's counting the fucking pinfall, and he looks, he's like fucking flexing when he's down on the ground to count the fall. It's super funny. Um, at one point, Harry's so ridiculous. He's so, and he's so in his own, he's just off fucking the butterflies are fucking flapping around his head. He watches Gordy, uh, go for a pin and just stares at him at one point. And then he's like, oh yeah, I'm the ref. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Um, and then Khan, uh, gets sent to the floor, uh, climbs back up and, is grabbed by Gordy. Gordy walks him to the corner and slams his head into the top of the ring post. Khan bumps to the floor and runs the razor. Um, and Khan looks fucking awesome covered in the stuff. Man, oh, he yeah. Just, he le- sort of leans his head this way and that way, so it sort of spreads the blood around like you're like you got like butter melting in a cast iron pan on low medium heat, you know? Just trying to get it He's fucking got- cover the whole pan. He's got that, like, it'll, it'll run backwards almost yeah. like, over the top of his head. He had it rolling. It was so cool. He, like, really covered the whole head. He got the whole head in there, as Dusty would say. Yes. Um, he looks awesome. He looks so fucking good. Uh, Gordy hits a big clothesline and a fucking beauty of a pile driver for the second fall. This is where Scandor 
gets up on the apron and maybe all the way in the ring. And I noticed that he had black wrestling trunks on, on under his uh, robe or for lack of a better, whatever that robe. is robe, his robe for, for lack of a better term. Um, Carrie counts dramatically de- Texas death style in Khan's face. And I, I'm wondering, does he know how to count to 10 <laughs> legitimately? Can he count to 10? Uh, does he remember how to count to ten? Does he know what's after, like, four? Um, Khan's dramatic rise is very, very perfect. He he gets just up to his feet, and then Terry punches him in the face, and he goes right back down. It's perfect. Killer Khan is incredible selling all this. He's so great. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is where the commentator says that they look like two spear carriers. That's what he said. Uh, I don't know what to do with that. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to let it hang for a sec. Uh, <laughs> Gordy hits a scoop and a slam and a Bret Hart-style elbow drop off the second. And this is where Carrie doesn't seem to remember he's the referee. That's the part. He stares right at him. Um, and then, the, you know, the blood is just absurd. Both of them. And they're bleeding on each other, too. Um, Khan comes back with some uppercuts to the throat. Drops a big Hogan leg for two. And they're both super out of it. And then they fight over this vertical suplex. And it's like the most intense fight for a vertical suplex you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Like, this is just a, a brief detour off the King's Road here, you know? This is like a fucking great all-Japan-style fight for... And when Gordy finally hits it, it fucking rules. It's just a suplex. Um, and then this is where the commentator compares them to Roman gladiators in the Coliseum. I'll so go with that. Going back to the book. <laughs> yeah. Instead of... Spear, what the what the fuck is that? Uh, yeah, know, spear. Uh, uh, what was it? Spear carriers. Spear carriers. Yeah. I don't. Um, I don't want to think about spear that. Spear carriers. He said. Um, yeah. Uh, Terry gets the uh, the Oriental spike uh, after Khan misses the second rope knee drop, which had gotten him the first fall, of course. Um, the Oriental spike is uh, just a. It's like a thumb to the neck. Yes. Right. Who else that's like uh who else did that move? Uh historically? Like who yeah, famously. Like is not Umaga. Umaga did like a throat. Did Umaga do that? Umaga might have done that. But he did the throat uh, thrust. Necro Butcher did it. Necro Butcher did it. That's probably who I'm thinking of. Okay. That's cool. that's one of uh, that's the finish to the first match we ever talked about. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course it is. That's funny. Him uh, grabbing Toby Klein Toby out of the ropes. Yeah, that's funny. Um so he's got that. Uh, that Oriental Spike, and uh, and he holds it on Spike until he can just pin him. He's flat, and he pins him for the fall, which is a great way to do this. Um, Gordy keeps a hold of the move after the pin, and Kerry has to grab him by the hair and physically remove him off of Khan, which is pretty intense, um, the way he grabs him by the hair. And then Khan can't get yep. up for the count. This is basically the end of the match, um, which is, again, this match is quite minimalist for how famous it is and how... You know, heralded it. Heralded it is. Heralded. I did it again. Heralded it is. No, I would say this is a chamber play in a lot of ways. They're not. Edit out where I said heralded. Okay. <laughs> they're not really acknowledging uh, the fucking crowd like that. They're not because it's heel healed. It's it just feels like the three of these men in one room or something. It feels like Pinter. It does feel like Pinter. You're right. It's very hard to explain. It also has like a religious vibe to it. There's a lot of things going on with like the psychology of it uh, that aren't meant to be there, but are just symbolized by these free dumb men. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, 
a very layered morality play for sure. Harry Von Eric is the Grand Inquisitor who likes to huff glue. Yeah, this is yes, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> um, coming to a black box near you. Um, Khan cannot get up for this count. Um, around eight on the count from Carrie, Scandor gets in the ring, walks in. Carrie has to stop his count, break the count, cut off Scandor, just levels him. Yep. <laughs> Fucking takes his ass out. And then in comes the missing link. Dewey Robertson. The missing link, Dewey Robertson, who is a guy, you know, <laughs> he's a fucking world-class guy. He's in other territories, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, he begins brawling with Carrie, and then Khan walks over to attack Carrie and help the missing link. And this is where Terry delivers probably the best punch of 1984, uh, just right in the fucking side of the head. Uh, and it's so good. And you said it was like a cops, like from out it of goes frame. Like a, yeah, it goes like across the face. Across the face. I said it looked kind of like uh, when that guy is describing Pepe, the Pepe pin. And he gets punched in the face right after, like in like twenty seventeen. Richard Spencer. I fucking I knew I'd forget his name again before I talked about it. Uh, the, it's uh, good to forget his name. Yeah, I remember that picture of him and the tight uh, button down though. Oh god! <laughs> Never forget that. Um, so it's like it's like a it's just a great punch, and uh, Khan flies out of the through the ropes, lands on the commentary table, which is up against the ring, you know, old school style. And then Carrie and Terry then deliver a fucking supreme Texas size ass kick into Missing Link, about a dozen of the best work punches you've ever seen in your life. Um, and then Gordy's just going and nuts in the ring, and he's like uh, fighting an invisible man, Terry Funk style, just kind of like going nuts. Um, there's blood on the lens of the camera. Uh, the camera. Carrie uh, gets the microphone and says that, in his opinion, my personal opinion as the referee. <laughs> because is that what he says? My personal yes. opinion as the referee. Khan would have not gotten up, which is so funny. He like he like I stopped the fight at seven, but Khan would not have gotten up. Something like that. Like if a referee in a football game announced a penalty and was this wordy with it, he'd be like, they would never let him fucking on, like on the field again. <laughs> I mean, I guess Carrie is not an actual referee, right? That is so we're giving him a bit of leeway. For yeah, that, but so funny. He's so bad at talking. <laughs> it's so funny. I think that's why I think uh, the bear guy uh, is going to be perfect for him because that character he plays in the bear. Uh, what is that actor's name? Jeremy. Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy Allen White. Um, that that character is very much just like a a kind of a dull boring guy who's really good at one thing i get i see that and and it's like and that's any and, he, and so it's gonna be he's gonna be perfect and he looks incredible I like, his, I like his vibe he's just so short but yeah well it's it's chavo movies. guerrero is playing uh yeah the chic you that's know? cool we, we accept that everybody's gear he taught them all short. how to wrestle which is fun too i'm i, I we've talked about it oh, enough. i've I'm enjoyed very, tiktoks for this a lot yeah very excited for that movie um it's it's very exciting um it's going to be very sad. Um, and uh, so he declares Gordy the winner. And then Carrie offers the handshake to Terry Gordy. Blood on the lens, right? And Gordy, like, looks at him and kind of chuckles. And he's just like, nah, no fucking way. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the commentator says, a nice gesture. Carrie leaves. And then Gordy gets the microphone says, get back in here, Carrie. We're not finished. Is that what is? Do you know what he said? He says something to the effect of that. Yeah, he, he like he says it like as if get in here. I'm gonna fucking fight you now. Carrie gets in the ring and then Gordy sticks his hand out and shakes his hand. 
And it's not some, like, hugely produced thing drawn out for, like, dramatic tension. It's not, like, a perfectly framed mm-hmm. shot or whatever. Yeah. It feels absolutely genuine. It also feels realistic in the sense that Gordy said no a second ago, but then he had a second to think about it. The fucking quote-unquote nice gesture from Carrie. Yeah. On this, the day of thanks, and then thought, wait, no, okay, Thanksgiving. It also works as a weird, like, honor thing. Like, I want to be the one who extends my hand to you. You extend it. Sure. I already know, I already know that you're an honorable man, Carrie Von I'll Eric. go one step get... forward. Or one yeah. step further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I know, I know that you would do this, and I respect that. But it's like, I got to be the one who does it. If yeah. I just take your hand, I feel like I'm... Uh, uh, um, I don't know. It, it makes a weird sense. I don't it's, know it's, how. It's like it dumb Texas shit, right? It's like yeah, it's, that's yeah, what it's, all it's, this is. It's always like some fucking masculine fucking cowboy honor shit when it comes and like, to like it's like him finding his religion or something. Yeah, yeah. These people are all obsessed with the fucking the 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 herps and shit. You know, <laughs> like they all want to be John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes they fucking pull it off. Um, it's nice. Yeah, they shake hands. They're you know, Thanksgiving Buds again. Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Um, I think they'd be feuding again, like in a year or so, right? Probably. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's nice. Um, and we will return to Texas and the world class uh, very soon. Um, I don't know. If we're gonna do that next month, right? Around the time the movie comes out. Yeah, we're gonna try and do it next month. Yeah, and. Um, so that'll that's Christmas. This is Thanksgiving. That's Christmas. That's 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 a funny way to do that. Um, and uh, that's the show, folks. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Some uh, some some audio content for you on the mm-hmm. the, the day of big traveling for some. Um, we'll be at home, um, but it'll be nice. I- you can listen to podcasts in your house too. I do a lot of it. Yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts in my house. Um, what is it? Touching Blood on the X app, formerly known as Twitter. It's Touching Blood on TikTok. Wrestling is Gross on Instagram. Wrestling is Gross at gmail.com. Send us an email. Anything you like. Send us a question. If we get enough questions, we'll do a question. We'll do a mailbag show. We'd love to do a mailbag <laughs> show. Wouldn't have to watch any wrestling to do that. Just read some emails. It'd be great. Um, and I, I, th- I think that's all the, oh, blue sky. I have a post on there. It's there. Go ahead and follow that. Um, it's not happening though, folks. It's not happening. Blue sky is not going to happen. <laughs> Elon's going to win. <laughs> Just like he has in every other contest he's ever been in. He's, he's always won. Winners keep winning. Clearly. Winners stay winners. Winners stay winners. That's right. S- stay winning. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll be back. I think our next episode will be the Carnage Cup with special guest. You, we'll see. Yes. He's going to do it. He liked it. He watched it. He watched it and he liked it. So stay tuned for that, folks. And we've got some other fun plans for the rest of the year. And then we're going to start... Uh, 2024 with the grossies um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make Siobhan watch wrestling from 2023 I'm started she said I'm started 
That's what I'm she. Started. You heard it here. I'm started. I'm started. There it started. is. Them, you know, Nim I, Eagles. Nim matches. I'm. I started Nim Notebook. <laughs> Thank you, folks, for listening. Yeah. As always, death to America. It's fucking over. Um, and we'll but see. happy Thanksgiving. But somehow. happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Just forget why. Just. Just. It's for family. You know these. Stupid things they're created. America itself created. You know, we we have to we have to we have to appreciate what we have. That's the whole thing, right? That's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 think about all the genocide that happened hundreds of years ago. Don't even think about all the genocide that's happening right, right now. now. Just in multiple parts of the world. Just try to have a good day, and I hope you had a good day, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think that'll do it. It's a hard time there at the end. Oh, yeah, dude.